You're now tuned in to the show. Seatbelts on, I'ma show you how we go. Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a trap door to hell, I'ma let them all know. You're now tuned in to the show. Seatbelts on, I'ma show you how we go. Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a trap door to hell, I'ma let them all know. Yeah, we bout to make it all spark. Chill, cause this ain't for the faint of heart. Taiji's the brainiac, cause he's hella smart. Travis G will tell you how it is from the start. Microphone, headphone, keeping it chill. Gun D brothers with the at-home feel. So grab a drink, go and grab a meal. And lock your doors, cause it's gonna get real. Talk about sports, about comedy and food. Tune in now if you wanna know the news. Gather up your friends, tell your crew. Brace yourself, cause we roast you fools. Shout out to Johnny Goose, man, Mr. Rocha. Gundy brothers about to take the Panocha. Go and tell, ring that bell. You are now entering the trap door to hell. You're now tuned in to the show. Seatbelts on, I'ma show you how it go. Mine keeps spinning, but there's nowhere to go. It's a trap door to hell, I'ma let them all know. You're now tuned in to the show. Seatbelts on, I'ma show you how it go. Tyler, I'm sending you a picture real quick. I want you to look at this. Is it me picking my toe? You should you should have just received it there. Okay, let's see. Accept. Open in photos. Can you see it yet? Hold on, Jesus. It's not letting me. Hold on. You should just be able to click it. I don't airdrop that. I can never figure out how to, one, airdrop things to myself. You're dumb. Or look at airdrops, so. I just sent you a text on the phone. Okay, well, let's see if it's on the phone. Let's see, 738. Jay, Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's read it together, all right? Wait, hold on. Let me pull it up on my phone. I can't really see it on there. Okay, all right. All right. Jay, comma, capital I below, then it says Bertha, and it's crossed out. And then above Bertha, it starts, caught the RV on fire, but I didn't break your pipe. I'll be, I'll Sleep. be sleeping. I'll be sleep in car. Please, no one else inside. This was. was <laughs> I was gonna say, what is this? This is um was written on uh on a sofa cushion that was dumped into my company's trash bin, um last late last night. Um, for those of you who don't know, I work on. At the, all the way down the end of Biggie Street in Oakland. And this area is the right on the other side of... Right off of 98th and Hagenberger. And if you know the back areas and where all the companies are, you know that it's littered with RVs and crackheads everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, found this this morning, went, great. Some crackhead started a fire inside the RV. And then it, when, his, when his buddy, when Jay came home... I was gonna say, I wonder to if... hit to hit the pipe after work. Yeah, he uh, he had to find this and deal with this. So we checked the cameras, right? Mm-hmm. Do a little investigation. Can't really see much. It's dark. The cameras aren't night vision or whatever. It's definitely like a Ford Ranger, Toyota pickup with a with a mm-hmm. uh, a lumber rack on it. Okay, that the guy was dumping the stuff out of. On my way home from work today, yes, <laughs> I'm driving down the street. I, I drove drove in and out all day, and I've been looking for a truck to match the description. What do I see parked behind one of these shady ass RVs? That fucking that a Ford cop, Ranger. That a cop sitting. Oh, nice. <laughs> ticketing is a green and white Ford Ranger, 
filled with shit in the bed because he couldn't dump it all out into ours. Oh yeah. And uh, with a lumber rack, it was it was funny. So I thought that was pretty eventful, though. I love the sincerity that this he crack, was really that this a, crackhead or whatever they're smoking. He took the time to not only write the note about the, the RV being caught on fire, which yes. you know at least he left a note. Yeah. But to also like take the time and be like, hey man, I didn't break your pipe. Like, your pipe is fine. Your pipe is fine. I'm sleeping in the car. Yeah. I'm assuming that means don't wake me up. Yeah. Or come cuddle. Right? <laughs> I mean, we don't know what kind of homeless people these guys are. Well, right? I don't know. It sounds like he, he felt like he dealt with most of the stuff that was burned. There was like speakers and all kinds of thrown in the dump. But uh, So that was eventful morning. Welcome back to Trapdoor to Hell. There you go. Episode Whoa. 111. It's a good cold start. I'm glad I glad the crackheads fuel me with something today. There you go. It's amazing to me. It's a fucking amazing. <laughs> What's amazing to me, even more than anything, is like, where do you where do you get get the ability to get one of these things that runs and part and get it to move to a spot like this? You talk about these RV. How yeah. do how do they acquire the RVs? How do you acquire one that had one? To, it had to run. Yeah. You did. You don't tow those things there. No. It had to run and get there, and then trash. The only there's only two things that I can think of off the top of my head. One, they stole it, or two, whoever they got it from, they just sold sold them crack for it or something. Like I don't know. I don't. It's a little, it's, little it's, exchange. It's one of those like things that I look at and I go, well, "Why doesn't remember those documentary series like how was it made and mm-hmm. stuff like that like." Or uh, the how, little books how, who... how things work or, or mm-hmm. what's the other guy from A and E? Um, dude with the weird fucking hair. Adam ruins everything. Oh, okay. I want Adam to ruin how crackheads get all these RVs and trips. Cause there's like one that's parked on the street and it's a travel trailer, and it's gotta be like an 08. Like, yeah, like newer. Like it's new. It's all you know shitty now oh, and whatnot. Course. But it's like. Where did you? Where? where how did you, you find to acquire this, this yeah. one and then bring it here? It's not like every night I see a truck that has a tow attachment to it, like hooked to back to, up to yeah. it, and like okay, well that's that guy's home. That yeah, that makes sense. That I, that that doesn't make you wonder. It's so confusing. But anyways, uh, what's going on with you on this uh, lovely Wednesday, June sixteenth? Lovely. It's hot as fuck. I I just got off. Well, I've been off for about an hour, but had a hundred and nine degrees in the van to get d- today. In so the back that, of the van. In the back of the van. Well, just that's just what it reads on, in the van. So it was hot as fuck. You should try and do like a like a like one of those online experiments where I just see if I can cook myself in the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, thank you. For sure. No, thank you. I'd you want to cook your insides? I also have a um, I'll just world's bring... hottest gummy bear that it was Why? given to me. Ugh. <laughs> I don't it just want sounds it. disgusting. When I was at uh, when I was in Chowchilla, shout out J Rod for the barbecue competition, great time. Um, this guy was there. I don't really. I never. This is the first time I met him, I didn't really know him, and I still don't really. I still forgot his name. Um, he was wearing like a tow truck outfit the entire day. He yeah. had. To, he had to go back to work at some point and then come back. Oh, I was going to say, maybe this guy's also homeless. But, like, we were there for a minute, this, um, and uh, this guy named Ryan made some queso dip that was pretty spicy. It had jalapenos and stuff. We were talking about spicy food one night. He goes, oh, you like you like hot stuff? You ever try, like, the one-chip challenge? It's like, nah, never really got around to it. 
I got the world's hottest gummy bear. I'll pick it up for you on your on my, when I come back later. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he came back with it, so Ugh. I have it in my possession. Ugh. I would die. I might try it. I might, well, I mean, the only reason I would do it is for a YouTube video for this channel. I was going to say, yeah, if you're going to do or, it. Or for a Facebook video or something to promote this show, but I don't know. You're not going out of doing your it way. for 20 people. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not well, going out of I'll tell you what, way. I'm not going to do it just for fun like these crazies did. Yeah, that's wild. But it was a good time. Um, we're back. Uh, this is the pre-camping trip yes. uh, podcast. So... This week, we're going to cover, uh, if you're listening to this, you may have already seen Loki, see episode two, Loki, right? Episode two, yeah, yes. Yeah, episode two. Um, we're not reviewing that today. We are doing them, like we said, one week past. Yes. So you can listen to this show, get our recap of the last episode, and then have that fresh in your mind if you choose to watch episode two um, tomorrow, Thursday, or that being Friday, and then you can save... The episode's further and further along. Yeah. Um, we're going to do episode one today, breakdown, talk about that. Um, and then next week, we're gone, so we'll do two, two episodes, three. two and three, two weeks, if you want to hold off, that whatever you want right. to do. Um, we're, we decided yeah. to do a throwback review for today. Not much new movies coming out that we could get um, for free, so we're doing throwback uh Review of The Last House on the Left, the original from 1972, not the remake. Um, that was available on Hulu um, for free. So if you have a Hulu subscription and want to do that, you can watch that before this. Which, I think we got tons of baseball stuff to talk about. We were going to do St. Maud for the for the review. And as soon as I go to look at it, it's not on Amazon anymore. It wasn't on Amazon, but guess where it was? Where? It was on Hulu. Oh, I didn't see it. Fuck. Yeah, I, you had already watched Last House on the Left, and when I went to go find it on Hulu last night, I was like, St. Maud's right here. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't see it. It didn't show up on my page. Yeah. That's so strange. I went, because I thought, I thought with it, with Last House on the Left being, you know, the original it would be more popular that i was like scrolling through popular movies and i was like oh, all right no, it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna pop up here well, we'll at get, some point i think we'll and get then, into that more with the review later yeah and then same mod came up and i was like oh shit it's on here i was like oh fuck but yes i mean before we get into baseball i, I think this would be the perfect spot to bring up johnny roca did ask a question for us this week he says hey guys i know you don't follow or cover hockey but just for funsies who do you predict? Who do you predict will win the twenty twenty one NHL championship? So the teams are the Montreal Canadiens, Vegas Knights, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are the defending champs, the New York Islanders, which he puts as AKA Adam Sandler's favorite team, Frankie Borelli's team. Frank, I was gonna say Borelli's <laughs> team. Um, so from what I understand so far, that the the in the east because it's separated by west and east now correct i think so yeah so from the west the vegas knights are kind of the long shots to come out of there and the east is the islanders uh is the long shot to come out of there with Tampa bay being seated higher and stuff like that uh i want to go with one of them yeah. i mean might as well i probably i'm thinking islanders <laughs> i'm thinking islanders why not fuck it and I'll just go Vegas just to be different off of you. But what's crazy is like they're the, Damn, you, know, crazy. you said like they're the uh, the underdog coming out of that division when they just won like two or three years ago, if I can remember Ooh. correctly. Vegas. 
Yes. That well in their inaugural season, correct? Yes. The first first ever first ever I think sports team to win the championship in their being an expansion expansion yeah team. as an expansion expansion team yeah man there you go a little knowledge for you uh, people yeah. out there but one second I don't I don't want to move on from the intro too because I want you to talk about your golf excursion with oh shit with, oh with, that's right uh, with our friend from Curveballs and Chair Shots Cheese yes and Big Daddy who's been on this podcast recording Mortal uh, reviewing Mortal Kombat I, I want the folks to know Oof. about the golf trip you know they came they came out good sports because you know it was supposed to be our cousin Josh he was supposed to come out on Sunday with his father-in-law Rick. And they ended up backing out kind of like last minute. I think it was like Wednesday or something. So I texted the Goomas on, on Thursday and asked them to come out. And they were all for it. And, you know, Josh has to golf real early. So it was a 7.15 tee off. That's not, I mean. That's early. I mean, when you have to drive an hour, which means you're up. I don't at, mind. I get up. Yeah. I, I like to golf in the morning. So uh, they a, were, yeah, so they, they were a little tired in the morning. But, man. Big Daddy can hit the shit out of the ball. Can he do it consistently? Not at all. That was the funniest thing. First off. And he was taking these big hacks. And me and me and Cheese kept calling him Prince Fielder. Because just <laughs> the way he was swinging, everything was coming up. It was hysterical. But when he got a hold of it, it went a long way. Sure. And then Cheese started off, he was just... He, he he kept saying he's a back nine player and he's, and we <laughs> we definitely he still holds that card in his he wallet. still holds that card in his wallet and I mean it showed because he he really did struggle on that front nine but he you know he started to figure out figure it out a little bit on the back but it was just it was it was a sight to see that's for sure um, I don't want to go back to that golf course though because they put the damn GPS trackers on us on the carts so for the holes where it's you know cart path only. And you just go a little bit off. They fucking shut the whole thing down on Which you. was funny. I didn't know that. And last week I walked nine. Mm-hmm. Everybody hear that? I walked nine. Travis walked nine. <laughs> that was, it was something. He didn't rent a, a, a power cart, right? Or a no, walking no, cart? No, no, I walked nine. Ugh. Yikes. I might buy a cart just to make it easier. Because I didn't mind, I don't mind the walking. My it's ba- just a carrying the, the bags. bags and, you know, the yeah. bags, six beers. Yeah, that's that's tough. that's tough on the back. It's really tough, yeah. you know. It gets a little lighter as as you go on, but of not course. enough. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, but I I seriously I can't go alone either, because I keep my like either I pull my head up and I slice it severely, or I keep my head down too long and I can't see. Okay, where you it don't goes. know where the ball is going. I, I don't know where it goes. So then I'm just walking down the fairway going. I hope I run into my ball, otherwise yeah, I just tough. need to drop here. That's tough. So, like, there was times, there was one time where I hit a ball, and I struck it just fucking clean as all hell. Yeah. And One of the best feelings. Just, and I saw it. I actually saw it take off. So I'm like, okay, it went in that direction. Shouldn't be that hard to find. I walked so far up the fucking fairway. And I'm like, there's no way. And I know I have that slice, and I was like, I hit it down the left side of the fairway. So even if I had the slice... So walk all the way down the fairway on the left side, then turn around. You know when walk it's like right. when it's like, dude, this is ridiculous. You yeah, didn't, I, you didn't hit a three hundred. Yeah, I didn't stripe I, it. Didn't hit it three hundred twenty yards. Flip back around, walk all the way up, kind of the the rough in the uh, the fringe on the or whatever, just off the fairway on the other side, where my slice would go, and I couldn't find it either. And I just had to say, you know what? I just dropped the ball. 
So I can't go by myself. Yeah. That's the that's the one thing with me when I golf. I I have no patience to look for my ball if I don't see it within the first like two minutes of me looking in that general area. Well, I'll remember that. I'm just like I'll remember that pocket guy. Oh, I'm, yeah, but I I will add the add the stroke to it because two strokes for you now. That's not a two stroke. Yes, it is. You're dropping the one. You're hitting your next. No. Yeah. If you can't find your ball on a tee on a tee shot. Then you have to treat it like you re-tee, right? So you hit it there, right? You had to bring it back, and you had to re-tee it again. One, two, three. You hit three from where you lie. Yeah, that's what I'm usually doing. I'm usually hitting three from where I'm right? where no. I lie. One, two, three. You're hit. You're lying four. So I'm hit. I'm I'm lying three. I'm hitting four. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying. I think that's technically how you're supposed to score it. I remember Ironside saying it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're... I'm being an asshole now. No, no, no. I'm, now that I'm realizing it because you're because you're teeing, you're supposed... Because if you're playing a real like, competition... Yeah, that's how you're technically supposed you're, to score You're really supposed... You're not ever supposed to drop. You're supposed to go back and re-tee. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's one out, one back to the tee, and then you're one out. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I'm just fucking right. No, I, I know, I know, but I was just like, I could have sworn that was how you did it in competition, was you were dropping and then hitting, you know, no. three from there, no. but yeah. I do treat it like like you treat it, though. We're not, look, we're not good enough to be doing that. If you hit one in the water, just go take a drop up there, yeah. just add a stroke. Yeah. That's it. Easy hey, money. As long as you're, you know, actually adding the stroke. Yes, yeah, for sure. That, that's, oh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, no, so... Oh, Big Daddy took, like, seven hacks out of the sand at one point. Oh, my God. That was on the par three. I never understood that. Watching someone not be able to get out of sand is amazing to me. I I had one... Well, I mean, again, this course is so bad that their sand is just the most inconsistent shit ever. It's either super fluff, like, like way too much sand in it, or it's nothing. It's, It's, like, dirt. Yeah, but as soon as you hit the first, you swing the first time, and if you don't get it out, then you know what you have to do different, right? If you like, for yeah, if the only if time, you know what you're doing, the only time I haven't been able to get out on it on at least two, right? Because I'm usually out on one. Not yeah. my, may not be the best shot, but I'm usually out on one. If I hit the lip and I come back, I fix it, I get out. The only time was playing at Monarch. There's that one hole that's on the back nine. That's going out towards the bay on the far left side, like past the apartments. You know what I'm saying? And there's... You're going towards the water? Like your your, your tee shot is at the water? No, because the water's... The, 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 like, because there's water all the way around once you get out there, right? Mm-hmm. The houses, apartments are all here. And there's water that way and there's water that way. This is where you can see the bay directly. This is all the like delta, like the fucking overrun water shit. Okay. And it runs along that shit. And there's a there's a green that has a uh, it's an elevated green that has a bunker that has a that's facing the thing on the other side on the underside of it. Yep. So you're facing a huge six seven foot wall if you mm-hmm. get into that fucking bunker. Yep. It's the only time. It's absurd. You know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was trying, I was trying to picture it. Who the fuck gets it. out of that thing? In one shot. That's that's tough. Without <laughs> without completely overshooting the green and ha- having an actual good shot out of the bunker. That's yeah. yeah. I I had the only time I ever got like big time 
struggled in there. It was also at Monarch, but I think it was like whole six or seven, and it wasn't even like a, a tough, uh, uh, tough bunker. I was just having like a mental breakdown in the bun- bunker. It was it was the most ridiculous. I think I took like seven shots out. Also, too, I tell people all the time if they struggle in a bunker, get I have that thick ass fucking sand wedge that mm-hmm. I bought. I'm sure it's an alien. And it's got this huge fucking. Like, it's supposed to be a forgiveness thing. Yeah, it's, it works great. Yeah. Like, I hit great shots. I don't know why people don't... Like, that's... You want to spend your all your money on probably a decent driver, a good putter, and good wedges, right? That's where most of the game comes from. Yeah. Your irons are, you know... As long as you know your distances, you just play your irons and shit. I don't know. I don't know, Ty. Yeah. That was hockey talk. That was yeah. That was your dose I mean, of hockey. I mean, just like Adam Sandler's movie. Yeah. Happy Gilmore, right there. It's like Adam Sandler's movie, being John Malkovich. Now, love that if, one. What, the Meyerowitz stories. The that Meyerowitz. Was, that was the one I was trying to think of. <laughs> I thought you were just doing a bit about being John Malkovich <laughs> because it's John Malkovich in that movie. There you go. <laughs> I just couldn't remember the name. All right, people who've watched that movie get it. What, never being, seen being, being John Malkovich? You've never seen no. being John Malkovich. There's just nothing to like... There's no draw for me to watch being John Malkovich. It's supposed to be critically great. Well, so were a lot of movies. Like what? Avatar. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, all right. All right. I was going to say being John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, being John Malkovich. All right. So are we going to get into baseball talk yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Shoot. All right. Um, in the East, we have the Tampa Bay Rays atop that division, forty-three and twenty-six. The Red Sox at forty-one and twenty-seven, a game and a half back. Yankees at thirty-five and thirty-two, seven back. The Blue Jays at thirty-three and thirty-three, and even five hundred at eight and a half back. And the Orioles at twenty-two and forty-five, twenty back. As Travis gets his little black notebook out to talk about everything. But I have tons of notes here. I was gonna say just tons of notes. Here. Well, I mean, I'll bring up the news. Tyler Glass now torn UCL and a and a flex tender strain. He he came out and attributed it to he thinks it's because of the banned substances. Did you listen to the interview that he or I, the post game conference? I didn't listen had. to the full thing. It was I it caught... was really interesting how he was talking about it. Yeah. See, he was he was uh talking about how like he's never used spider tack. He doesn't need it. He's not trying to up the RPMs. He throws well enough. He just needs a little more grip. And they've been throwing the same way for his whole career with using a little bit of like sunscreen and whatever mixture that we've talked about before. Yep. And the fact that he can't use it now, he mentioned that his start uh, earlier last week against the Nationals, which he performed well in, was the first time that he started a game without any substances because they had just announced a 10-game ban. Mm-hmm. Um, he then mentioned that uh, to uh, to get ready for it, he had to change the grip on all of his pitches. Of course. He had to adjust how he threw those pitches because he had nothing to help with the grip, so he had to hold the ball tighter. He had to dig it into his palm better, change the grips up, all this, all this stuff. Pitched well. He said he had no issues adjusting like his stuff-wise. He still played well. But it said it was the most sore the day after that he's been in his entire baseball career. Mm-hmm. And then the next start, he comes out early, 
with this injury. Yep. Trying to start on normal day time. So, uh, and his thing was that he doesn't, he, and he, you know, he doesn't mind that they're trying to crack down on this if it's to get rid of the spider attack stuff, is what he said. The problem is, is that you're doing it in the middle of a season right now. Yeah. You're doing it in the middle of a season where guys got to adjust on the fly, and 162 games is enough, man. Like, the that's a lot of wear and tear on a pitcher's on five arm. Every, days rest. Yep. Yeah. Every five days you got to go out there and put your heart and soul into the and your whole body into it, and and now you're getting told like, hey, what you've been doing the past couple of years, you have to completely change. And since we're on the subject, after that, so just yesterday, MLB announced um, its steps that it's taking after the ten game announcement. So what the steps are going to be taken from now on is that one. Uh, umpires are mandated to have regular checks on pitchers throughout the game, mm-hmm. not needing of a Rhyme opposing play, a team or player's mm-hmm. conjecture to it. So the other manager does not have to come out and say, we think he's using stuff. Yeah. It's just check under the, um, oh, the umpire's own discretion. Starter, starting pitchers are to be checked multiple times during their start. Yep. Uh, not... Not really stated how many times, but it's stated that during, you know, so it's not just like at the beginning. Yeah. It's like one time after the, uh, I think it's at the beginning and then sometime in between there. Every time a relieving pitcher comes into the game, after he either finishes that inning or he comes out of that game, he is to be checked. Mm -hmm. So throwing a pitch. Or you know, making not trying to prevent it from happening. They're trying to catch people doing it. Yeah, right. That's the big difference here. Um, what do you think about this action? Because I know last week we talked about it, and I thought maybe they would try and um, help. You know, at least try and help the pitcher some because the pines are with the batters and blah blah, and they need to formulate a substance that everybody can use. They said, "Nuh-uh, fuck that. Just it's out. Get rid of everything." What do you think is up with that? It's it's stupidity. I saw. I forgot who said it, but somebody had tweeted out. They they said, "This is this is what's gonna happen when you have a a commissioner who's never played the game, and until they get a commissioner who has played the game, things things getting changed in the middle of the season and and how things are addressed are gonna stay the same. It's all gonna be." A business decision instead of what's best for the players. Yeah, and I think that that was just the perfect perfect way to 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 talk about it. Rob Manfred obviously has no idea how to how to relate to these players, and that's the that's step number one. If you want to grow the game, get to know your players, relate to the players, understand where they're coming from, then you could grow the game from there. Yeah, it's not the problem is like we talk about. It's not about. It's never about growing the game. No. It's never about growing the game. It's it's that they're trying to uphold an image of what MLB is. Yeah. They're trying not to be stepped on as a management group by the you know the president and everybody else, including Rob Manfred. Don't want to look bad. Yeah. And right now, the, instead of dealing with this spider tech issue at an earlier time, like when Trevor Bauer first said that there was issues, mm-hmm. they're waited till now till it's a severe, severe fucking problem. It's it's the same thing like you like we talked about last week. It's the same thing with the steroid with the steroid era. 
Like, it, it it was happening for a while, but nobody said anything until it became a problem. Yeah, and then and, once, then, once, and then you're just busy once, playing catch-up afterwards. Once leaks start to happen, and proof, and this, and that, mm-hmm. and the numbers get outrageous, it's just a shitty slope. So, um, yeah, I, I'm upset about that, but at this point, there's nothing you can do now. Yeah. Nothing you can do. There's no, uh, there, I wonder if somebody will get caught trying to like to really sneak shit I'll be amazed um, I'm gonna be looking for pitchers going to their belt or whatever yeah and Dal- Dallas Braden brought it up about how like is he supposed to call it because he does you know the the A's games and stuff he's is he supposed to call that out as an announcer for for the people at home to understand what's going on what do like, you mean like, if he sees a, a, a pitcher going to their belt or something like that, is he supposed to comment on that? Because it's now becoming this this wide, you know, wide stream thing to where everybody kind of knows. It's the it's the thing talked about in baseball at the moment. Is he supposed to comment on something like that? Or should he wait and if an umpire says something? Like, uh, it, it made me think, like, I wonder how that's going ha- to go about it. Yeah. Like Anyways, how announcers are gonna. Are, are it's gonna, gonna be su- It's gonna be super interesting to see how how this whole thing levels out. Yeah. It's amazing to for once that we talked about like some scandal like this for one week, and then the next week we get direct action from it. Like this got to be the first time in our podcast history that we've had direct reaction. Yeah, from something right. True. Where we didn't have to speculate for like two weeks and yeah. just make talk. Um. Anyways, in the ALE, still, I wanted to talk about. Our guy, Vlad Jr. Fucking, that ass is a wagon, dog. He's number one in OPS. I was a year too early on my predictions. Number two on the batting average. And that's the whole league. In yes. the American League, he's number one in average as well. Number one in home runs, number one in RBIs. That's the all of MLB, you know, just up the average to first place It's national, and if it's only American League. He's absolutely raking... And it's amazing to me that the Blue Jays, I think it has to do more with their pitching and stuff like that. They can't, they score a ton, they're scoring a ton of runs because I think Bo Bichette uh, leads AL in runs or something like that as well. They just can't keep the teams at bay, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But with some good news on the horizon, you got George Springer, who's close to coming back, they say. So George Springer comes back into that lineup. I am super scared. You predicted him to be second place this year. I think I had him first. First place, place this year. Let me let me look again. First first place this year. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing to watch. I I like I said, this is kind of what I expected from him. I was hoping that their pitching pitching would be a little bit better. No way they could perform better than. Well, with the with the deadline being next month, I hope they're trying to be big buyers on on pitchers. At I the, just don't know. I don't know who's out there, who's on the block at the moment. And what do you do? What do you do with these numbers? Well, we just talked about people who were using and not using now. So if somebody's numbers drops dramatically, yeah, like, and you don't want to go out and get a guy who who's speculated into using because. If he does get caught using in 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 their ten day, it's all it's all weird. Situation. Oh, and we didn't t- touch on the fact that with the ten game suspension, you don't get to fill that roster spot either. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a suspension, suspension. Yeah, yeah. Um, guys, guys still get paid though, so that's nice. But um, <laughs> yeah, the Rays are playing well still. Yep. Um, 
Yank the Yankees have the worst. I think they're they're like dead last and run scored or something like that. Let's see, two sixty one. Trying to find anybody who's lower than two sixty one at the moment. Oh, the Nationals at two forty seven. Yeah. And Miami at two sixty, but they're uh, AL. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, the they're the lowest in the American League. And they're like bottom, f- bottom five in. Uh, in the entire league. It'll be interesting to see what happens with their pitching. Yeah. For sure. Uh, in the Central, we have the White Sox at 43-25. and 25, Best winning percentage in baseball at the moment. Uh, the Cleveland Indians at 37-28, and 4.5 back. The Royals at 30-37, and 12.5 back. Detroit at 29-39, uh, 14 back. And the Twins at 26-41, and 16.5 back. So as the Indians are kind of key trying to keep close with uh, the White Sox right now, it's not looking good because they're going to have Shane Bieber out with injury now. Yes. They're ace. So that's rough for them. Not not having them, not having him going into a crucial part where you kind of want to keep games close to the White Sox could be something. But the White Sox have two players go down, including uh, Nick Madrigal, who might be out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Which is just even further hurting the White Sox. But they've been doing it with injuries. Yeah. You know, they've and, been... And their, uh, their sweet prince, Eloy Jimenez, is on his way back. He's yeah. Work, he's working his way back. Probably within the month he'll be back. It just so. sucks because you want the, to see that team at full strength. Full strength. With all these... And it seems like they're trading out injuries yeah. right now. I mean, look, highest winning percentage of baseball, and they're still, like, they have a plus... 107 run differential, and this is, like you said, also, dealing with injuries. Yeah, but we also have to look. Yeah, look at up, the division. They're beating up on a lot of that division. I know, the, I know like, the, the well, the Tigers are really bad, and the Twins have played poor, very, very fucking poorly. Yeah. Absolute, like, just dumpster fire of a team. Like, we talk about the Yankees beating up, being upsetting, but the Twins, man. The Twins is crazy. Is far, far fall. Um, yeah, so it... I really want to see the White Sox back at full strength. But, uh, like, if they can get most of their guys back by the end of the season and can stay on top, take your time because you're not facing a bunch of competition in your division, right? Yep. Uh, in the West, we have the A's atop their division at 43-27, and 27, the Astros at 38-28, and 28, three back, Mariners at 34 and 35, eight and a half back. The Angels at 33 and 35, nine back. And the Rangers at 25 and 42, 16 and a half back. So the Angels were actually on a six game win streak before they came and played the A's. Yep. And then they got swept. They got swept. Yeah. Like, so they were kind of pushing up, you know, on the right path, um, doing all the right things. They're pitching. They're guys who need to be looking for pitching right now. I think they should take whoever, right? The pitching is so rough over there. There, there. That's that was the big thing when you talked about uh, the Angels being potential winners of the division. That was the one thing that I've that I've always been worried about is how bad will that, how good or bad will that pitching staff be, and they're just not getting it done. Yeah, no, that was a, that was an issue. That was one of the things I, mean, I said needs to happen yeah. if they want to perform in the division is that they have to get the staff on track. And Shohei comes out and gets it done every five days, but it's just everybody else in between. Just but it's also only getting it done for five to six five, innings yeah. because you don't want to burn him nope. and you want to keep his bat in the and lineup. That, bull, that bullpen is so untrustworthy that 
Mike yeah. Trout not. I don't. Is he still out with He's injury? Still out. Yeah. Still out with injury and um. He there's a potential he'll be back by all. And what's his name like, from the Nationals not performing? Anthony Rendon. Yeah, not doing anything. That kind of sucks. Um, for them, and on top of that, they don't have good pitching. Yeah. So it is what it is. There, they blew a huge lead today to the A's. I was gonna say I was I I looked at some of the highlights when I get when I got home and that's just Be- blew that's a tough. huge lead. Um, the Astros and A's getting it done. Yep. I mean, they the train keeps rolling. Matt Olson, oh, Matt Olson getting hot. One of the hottest players in baseball right now. Yep. Gotta love it, man. He's slowly starting to see the ball. Like I know he, like I know he could. Like he's shown in the past. Well, last year I was, last year you said had like Vlad Guerrero as the MVP. I mm-hmm. had Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. And they're both putting up great numbers this year. So we're just a little premature ejaculation on those. You know, it's tough. And then the A's get back laser today as well. Which thank you, thank you, Sky Bolt for everything you did as uh, as he was gone. But it's it's great to have Laser back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a staple. Yeah, he's Gives more room for Tony Kemp to work in different spots of the lineup too. There you go. Right. Uh, in the NL East, we have the Mets at thirty-five and twenty-five. The Phillies, uh, thirty-two and thirty-three, five and a half back. The Braves at thirty and thirty-four, seven back. Nats at thirty and thirty-five, seven and a half back, and the Marlins at twenty-nine and thirty-nine, ten back. Um, the Mets. Mets it's so lose. hard because the division is continuing to do the same thing that yeah. it's been doing, right? Everything's staying, the, staying the put Mets are much. The Mets are stellar. Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher, chasing chasing some of the best pitchers in history for the best start to a season, for the best season of all time. But they, gets, can't, they can't hit. Uh, Jeff McNeil, I believe, is right on the cusp of being back, so that should help maybe a little bit. And then you've got the Braves, too. Dealing with more injuries. Yeah. Max Freed comes back, and he's not pitching like he's supposed to. The like, the Braves, I believe, have one of the are, are leading the league in team home runs right now, and and like really high up there in RBIs. They're scoring a ton, but the pitching just isn't doing what it's supposed to do to keep it in games. Yeah. So you need to, I like. I I don't want to, but the problem is they have talent there. We've seen oh, them. Absolutely, we've seen them. Whether it's the and bullpen it's, or the starting rotation, it's a lot of the same guys. Really well, it's a lot of the same guys they brought back from last year that, as we saw, were really good, very yeah. strong contenders but, last year. Just between injuries at the beginning of the season, everybody's trying to get right. Now this issue with pitching, yeah. uh, like, what what are they to do? What are they to do? Uh, DeGrom, we talked about his excellence, came up a little limp today. He got pulled out from his start. After the, I was watching a video, it looked like it was during his at-bat. He swung a little little hard, and his his leg leg looked like it kind of gave like, out on him, and then he went out to pitch, and he he really, like, it looked like he hurt himself. Uh, but I, like, I think they see what's going on with Syndergaard. And they're just like, you know what? Precaution. If we need to get him out of there, just get him out of there. Yeah. Like what? what no point in messing, you know, putting him out there on half a uh, half injury. We're still in first place right now. Five and a half game lead in the division. But but he got pulled from his last start before that too. Yeah. But he he got pulled after like five or six innings, still zero runs, only two hits, seven Ks. Yeah. Like that's him on a start where he doesn't look right. I was gonna say he got pulled. <laughs> He, he came out in, what, I think it was the fourth inning of today's game. 
first three innings were were nine up, nine down, eight strikeouts. Yeah, I like, mean, <laughs> he put up eight strikeouts in three innings. And then they end some up guys can't even because he doesn't look right. Yeah, some guys bothering him. Yeah, some guys can't even do that in, in a full <laughs> fucking <laughs> eight <laughs> nine inning. And, man, and there's blowing Jacob Degrom. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna get a poster made that just says. <laughs> I love blowing Degrom. I love blowing Jacob Degrom. Yeah, fucking hey. <laughs> uh, the Central is starting to to heat up a little bit. We have the Cubs at 38 and. 30, tied with Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, for the top of that division. The Cincinnati Reds at 35 and 31, two games back. The Cardinals at 35 and 33, three games back. And the Pirates at 23 and 44, 14 and a half back. So I don't know if you did the quick math on that. Uh, as of this morning when I looked at it, besides the Pittsburgh Pirates, there's only a four-game difference that yeah. separates oh, yeah. the, the whole uh, division there. Which is absolutely amazing. Problem is, is that Cardinals are on a couple uh, on a on a little bit of a lose streak. I don't know what they did today. If they played today, well, they won their last three, but before that, they were really struggling. Yeah, yes. yes. Sorry, sorry, I had that backwards. Yes. They won the last few, but um, they're going into a difficult series. Um, Playing in Atlanta. Yeah, and they don't have Jack Flaherty. Yeah. That's that's a huge problem with with what they're doing. Like they need to depend on that guy every five days to take that bump or Pretty every much. five starts, right? Yeah. Like with how good the Cubs have been playing, which we may see a drop in that too because Chris <laughs> Bryant's coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's only like ten day, you know, IL or whatever. But and he's been performing really well this season, um, being the veteran of that clubhouse. We, I hope he's back because he's been fun to watch. The Cubs have been fun to watch. And I've never doubted of that. Like, Javi Baez and all that shit is great. But they they want to keep things rolling. They're going to need Chris Bryant there. If the Cardinals want to climb out of the division, they need Flaherty back. Uh, Milwaukee needs Yelich to stay healthy. So. Yeah. And, and like, four games. That's the four only games separation. That, yep. It's going to be interesting. Uh, in the West... We have the Giants coming back into the into the division, leading that division at forty two and twenty five. Uh, the Dodgers at forty one and twenty six, a game back. Slam Diego dropping down just a touch, thirty eight and thirty two, five and a half back. Rockies twenty eight and forty one, fifteen back. And the Arizona Diamondbacks, poor poor Diamondbacks, twenty and forty eight. 22 and a half back. Lost their last 12 games. That was a note I wrote down. I was going to say they lost their last 12, but then also lost their last 21 away games. Yeah. They can't play on they can't play on the road for shit and they can't play at all right now. I was going to say yeah. No matter where it is, they just can't play. You know. It's amazing like it like when they just got done playing, I'm like to see like Steven Vogt and Josh Reddick and it's like those are guys who were at the very end. Yeah, I didn't. They are hanging on by a thread. I didn't even realize Reddick was on the Diamondbacks team because he started the, the the season as a free agent. I remember him. I remember them. The Astros not picking up his contract yeah. last year. Yeah, and and Stephen Vogt. I mean, yeah, that's tough. But bigger news in the division is the Dodgers. Bellinger back out on the IL. Yep. Max Muncy back out on the IL. Yep. So we could see another switch here. I don't respect on the Giants, man. They're playing their hearts out. I was thinking they, about it. I was thinking about it last or last night or the night before. You know, every week we were sitting there going, 
you know, this is going to fizzle. Yeah. This is going to fizzle. You yeah. Know, this can't sustain itself. We're, we're two, two months into this, to this season. We're a month away from the, uh, all-star break or less than a month. We're a few weeks away from the all-star break. Like the halfway point of the season's coming up and they're still fighting atop that division. I They've think only it, lost. They have only lost the not had first place like early, early in the season, and then like for a brief period when the Padres took it over. Yeah, but that was like only a couple games. They're they're unbelievable. they're making it work over there. Unbelievable. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of magic going on over there in San Francisco. Yeah, no, for sure. Padres need to step up the game. I think. I mean, they're still waiting for um. Who's the t- um? Who's the pitcher to come back? Blake Snell. Yeah, waiting for Blake Snell to get healthy and all. Blake that Snell, and then uh, but what's also, his, I what's don't... his name? Um, that just came from the Indians, Clevenger. Well, he's not gonna be out. He's not gonna be here this whole season. Is he out the whole season? I wasn't sure if he was gonna make I it remember, back in time. Uh, last year, I thought they said that he, they were just gonna have shut him, him down. That makes sense. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not a hundred percent on that. That would that's make the what most. I thought that, I remember them saying that would make the logical sense. Yeah, and like I don't think this is their year. Like I said wild card and stuff like that mm-hmm. but with what it looks like with the Dodgers are dealing with with injuries and stuff they're still gonna be really good in the division oh, absolutely. but next year if the Padres are healthy would be real difficult and then you gotta see what the Giants add on top of doing well because mm-hmm. if they perform well and find themselves in the playoffs you uh, you have to you have to buy in with the young you, crew yeah, you, you have right. You assume you're that that you this is your guys. Help. You have to go. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to go get help for that team, right? Uh, you know, smell blood in the water because let's face it, the Dodgers are always going to be good. Yeah, if 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 you're finding a team that could sit atop a divi- uh, atop this division where everybody was talking about the Dodgers and the Padres all off season, and you're sitting there going, "Well, look at us! Show your dick off! You're in! You're up top!" They can smell our shit from below us, you know? Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Very interesting. Very um, interesting. And then last, uh, just run through some of the all-star starters. Yeah, let's talk an, about it. I don't, because I, I don't know anything about, uh, the, I haven't looked up anything about the all-star, so I'd love so to So we hear. got, in the American League. So is this for sure? This is, no, this is the first round of, because it just, the voting just started. Okay. So this is like the. Is it still oh, fan voted? I uh, it's it, most of it is is fan voted. Okay. Yeah. There, there. It's like, I forget what the percentage is of fan votes compared to uh, player votes and stuff like that. Uh, but Salvador's Perez at catcher. Uh, yep. Our boy Vladdy Jr. at first base. Marcus Simeon at second. Xander Bogarts at short. Rafael Devers at third. Byron Buxton in left. Mike Trout, who hasn't played in what, three weeks now? Come on now. Of course he's leading. Uh, for center. Aaron Judge in right, and then Otani as their as the DH for the American League. Aaron Judge. That was the most surprising that thing for so me. That is so frustrating. Yeah. So let's see. Let, let me let me let me break this down. So let me see. Uh, shortstop Xander Bogarts. Yeah, that's that's for sure. He's he's hitting the shit. Rafael Devers is from Boston as he's well. He's another Boston guy. He's from Boston as well. Yeah. Then we have left field. We have who again? Uh, left field was Byron Buxton Byron out of the Buxton. Twins. He's having a, he's having a decent year, but it's just it's just weird coming out of that team. Like come somebody coming from that team. It's yeah, it's amazing. They, they, they didn't mention who might be the starter. Those those would be the starters. Those, no no no. Those, these these. Oh, the starters. starting pitcher. Yeah. No, nothing on that. Yeah. 
Um, because I, I like, I feel like this is prime spot to have Shohei start. You would think so. But you do you, do you get a DH after? I don't know how that works in the. I think it depends game. on who hosts, and it's a National League hosted. You know what, too? This is the fucking All Star game. Why isn't there an EH? Bat ten. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. Like for the purpose of this only. Uh, why not? Yeah. And then you could just have be like, hey, Shohei's gonna be our EH. <laughs> yeah. So the guys behind, because I know a lot of the speculation. I guess the rest of the pitchers don't want to hit, so. You would have to do some... Because you still have a DH. No, it would work out. I'm trying to work through it in my head. Yeah, you can still work it out, but anyway. So some of the guys behind, because like you were talking about Byron Bucks and Aaron Judge. Well, it, it, like I get Xander and Rafael Devers. Vladimir plays third base too. Yeah. And it sucks because Matt Olson is having an all-star starting worthy season. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be blocked because Vlad those is two just, guys... Yeah. Well, Vlad's really good and should really kind of be starting at third... But you think of next guys up from that. So if Matt Olson bumps his number up, starts playing better than Devers, I think you have to move Vlad over to third. I would assume so. You have to give Matt Olson the nod at first. Yeah. Like I would. Yeah. I so would. behind behind Aaron Judge and Byron Buxton. I'm not mad with Salvador Perez at all. No, that's a great, great, great choice. Yeah, and Mike Trout in center, like. Yeah. We just know that's going to happen. But Even no, if he is injured. But like, nobody from the White Sox? So behind it is Adolis Garcia from the from the Rangers, who has been like hitting the cover off the baseball. Teoscar Hernandez from, from Toronto. Randall Gritchick from Toronto. Alex Verdugo from Boston. Randy Arozarena from Tampa Bay. And Michael Brantley from Houston. Nobody from the White Sox. That's kind of crazy, right? Maybe just because of injuries, number-wise, they're not... I, I don't... It's the only thing I can think... And, you know, and like Mercedes... That's nope. that's crazy. Um, and then for the Nash, or yeah, for uh, Nash- uh, there's a lot of guys on that list though. To be honest, I don't know their names off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, I just like rate the dude from the Rangers and yeah, it's what just weird guys. In the National League, we have Posey behind the dish, Max Muncy at first, Ozzy Albies at second, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. at short. Ozzy Albies is on Braves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Bryant at third. Yes. Nick Castellanos in right. Yes. No. Acuna in center. Yeah. And who you talked about last week, Jesse Winker, is at the moment oh, the starting awesome. outfielder. Yeah. I'm not mad about that lineup. Maybe second base. Maybe second base. Could fit. Let's run through it one more time slowly. So catcher, Second base was Ozzy Albies. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure about his numbers. But, I mean, I see it because the Braves are the like the highest leaders in the only batting. guys the only guys behind him is Adam Frazier from Pitt from the Pirates and Gavin Lux from the Dodgers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who um, else are some of the guys behind? Let's see behind who? But behind well, everybody. So let's see. For Posey, we have wait, where's the catchers at? Shit, I lost the catchers. All right, let's just start with first because that's where that's where they start with. For first, behind Muncie, Freddie Freeman and Anthony Rizzo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, for third base, uh, Nolan Arenado and Justin Turner. And in starting that position is that's third base. Yeah, who's starting that one? Uh, Chris Bryant. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Which is crazy because I mean, Arenado's insane right now too. Mm-hmm. But that just goes to show you how well Chris Bryant's playing. 
Uh, at short, right behind Tatis is Javier Baez and Corey Seager, which I mean, I'm I'm sure Tatis is going to get the nod on that. Yeah. And then behind the three uh, outfielders, we have Mookie Betts in fourth, Juan Soto, Chris Taylor, Bryce Harper, Trent Grisham, Cattell Marte. And this this nationally the nationally outfielders feels. This team feels deep as all hell, regardless. Yeah. Oh, here's here's for the catchers. Yachty and uh, Wilson Contreras are behind them. Oh, okay. Yachty's getting 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 the nod for that one. That's well, uh, Buster, well, Buster Posey's getting the nod. Yachty's. Well, I mean, I Yachty's playing good, but he's not playing Buster Posey good. Yeah. I, I'm saying he's getting the nod to show up. Oh yeah. It, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Final final season supposedly quote unquote he's on a one year deal. Yeah. No, that's it. I feel like National League looks a little more deeper, but I just can't stand Aaron Judge being. That's just Yankee fans, right? I it has to be. He's not doing that well. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, that's uh, that or, or just that or just name you know name recognition. The, yeah, I I mean it's got to be, but any self you know because you think about like people Yankees fans are like Patriots fans, right? They're hated by everybody else, and they're loved by themselves. Yeah. So it's got to be just Yankees fans just spamming votes on this fucking asshole. I mean, I know the fan day, fan base runs deep, but a little fucking self have some self awareness. I'd rather have uh, I'd rather have what's his name on the field than Aaron Judge. Who's the outfielder they brought back this year that they were all hyped about? What's the scrappy dude from the Yankees? Yes. What's his name? I don't know if he's out. What's his name? The scrappy dude that they bring back. What do you mean the scrappy dude? The scrappy fucking player. He doesn't hit like a... He's not a power guy. God, do I gotta look up the fucking roster. Yeah, because I have no idea who you're talking about. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It just does like... When you just sit there and go the scrappy guy over and over again, it's just... DJ LeMayhew. Okay. Rather have... Their second baseman? Brent Gardner. Brett Gardner, big fucking forehead. I'd rather have those two guys than Aaron Judge right now. Yeah, I mean, TJ LeMahieu coming off, I think he won the uh, batting title last year. That's what I'm fucking I'm saying. That's what I'm fucking saying. Yeah. But I don't know what his numbers are looking like this year. How well better, I guarantee you. Oh, I'm sure he's better than, better Aaron, than Judge. Aaron Judge. I oh, guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. That, that made me mad. Because, I think it makes me mad most of all because it's... Because of the way everything's set up, it feels like it's stealing a spot from from Matt Olson, who really deserves it. Yeah. Really deserves it. If there's anybody on the A's who deserves a starting position, it's him, right? Him or, or you know, in that outfield, Ramon. Ramon's had a uh, had a very good uh, month of May. That, I just don't think the numbers are there because of the injury now. Yeah. Definitely falls behind. I just don't think the numbers behind. will be there for everybody else to see. Yep. Unless he just comes out and, you know, tears the cover off the ball the next couple weeks. It'll have to be really hot. It'll, yeah, it'll have to, it'll have to be very... Does it say where we can vote on there? You just go on to the MLB uh, website, MLB.com. And there's a vote tab for it? Yes. Everybody go make sure that fucking Aaron Judge doesn't make it to the... All 20 of you or whoever. Yeah, everybody who's listening. Whoever who, reaches who 100% this. 100% cares about the All-Star vote. Whoever reaches this... And does not want to see Aaron Judge ruin the AL chance. Yeah. Go go make sure you vote somebody else. Vote yes. anybody else. Please. Write in Ken Griffey. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could do Ryan's. You could. You could. We used to do it 
Do oh, you, you can! Holy shit! Yeah, you, you can. can do write-ins. Yeah, because I remember the the ballots at the ballpark. When they were, those? Yeah, oh, I remember the punching ballots at the ballpark. Absolutely. Wow, dude! I wish I had some of those. That would be crazy to go back and look at some of those. and look at the names. Look off at of those, those votes I did, man. That would be super cool. Oh well, all right. I hate to see it. Um, that's it for for baseball news. And there's no and there's no football news. No so football just, news this week. We just jump right yeah, into go for uh, it. to the our movie news. Yeah. Ewan McGregor, Mark Strong, Sam Hagen casted into a Everest movie, and this is set to take place about a man named George Mallory and his multiple times climbing Mount Everest. I know George Mallory. Yeah. What do you know about him? Uh, he climbed Everest a bunch. <laughs> twice. Well, twice and then his third attempt, he... Uh, died, right? He died. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know who's playing who, but there you go. I, I like Ellen McGregor. It should be interesting, you know, watching somebody climb into an exploration expedition movie. What? Did you ever watch the uh, the documentary about, uh, what is it, Free, free Climb? Free Hand? Free solo. Free solo. There no, it is. I don't. Never watch it. No. All right, me neither. I, I was hoping somebody would have. I listened to that on Joe Rogan. Watch 127 hours, but that <laughs> was a different movie. <laughs> That's completely different. Maybe off. talking about that later. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Jack Black and Ice Cube are set to star in a comedy called Oh Hell No, and this is from. I'm the, all about it. This is from the director. I'm all about it. This is from the director of the Eric Andre Show, which that makes me like. If I wasn't excited I before with Ice, with Ice Cube and Jack Black. Eric Andre's show is hilarious. I mean, yes. it's weird. I, like, I don't know how, how that tra- how being the director of that translates, because I feel like a lot of that is, you know, Eric Andre and Her- Hannibal Burris. Yeah. I don't know how the director translates to this movie, but we know Ice Cube has the chops as long as he's got a real funny guy on the side. <laughs> Jack, Jack Black. Black is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen that dude on TikTok who sounds just like Jack Black? Are yeah, you on that much heavier. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, sit, always does the, I'm getting ripped tonight, yeah, I'm getting ripped tonight. And then he goes into a song? Yeah. I love that guy. I just see, hear, heard him do Rip My Pants, a Spongebob song I heard, morning. Yeah, I heard that one too. I mean, this is amazing. I love that Same guy. Same TikTok feed. Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's see. I don't love him though. He bothers me. Why does he bother you? I don't know. There's something about him. <laughs> There's just something about it. There's <laughs> something about it. Uh, DC, uh, the higher-ups at DC, asked the Harley Quinn animated uh, team to remove a scene of, of Batman going down on Catwoman for their yeah. season three. Eating that pussy. Episode. <laughs> or season three series. Eating that pussy four days a week, 45 hours. No! <laughs> No. So this is a series that's on HBO Max. On HBO Max, right? And it's it's a rated R series. Yes. Well, because it has like swearing and stuff like that. It's got it. swearing. It's really gory. Yeah. So I don't get why they can't just have fucking Batman flicking the bean with his tongue. <laughs> I don't. You know, doing the old alphabet. I I don't know. Like they already do rated R shit in the series. I don't know. Like I would just wonder how graphic the scene was if that's why they won. Like I, I would. I guess, would assume it wasn't. I like would that guess bad. it's just like I would guess it's somebody walking in 
on Catwoman, and then they just go, oh, sorry about that, and then Bruce just picks his head up, and he's it's, just got like that. He picks his head up from clear under- glaze over his chin. Yeah, it's just his oh, huge bat chin. They don't even show Batman. He just pokes his head up because there's a blanket over him, and it's just the the, <laughs> <laughs> the cow, the the pointy ears from the cow. Ears under the blanket. <laughs> And that's all they showed, and DC was like, too far. <laughs> I think I have an impersonation of Batman eating, eating pussy. Where, Where is it? I <laughs> <laughs> so saw, saw that one coming from a mile away. How can you do that? The, the Christian Bale thing with... <laughs> Watch this move. This move gets him all the time. I am. Yikes. Yeah. I've never watched this series, though, but. If this is. If I would this watch is, it if that was the case. I knew you'd say some horny shit like that. <laughs> Personal foul. Ten bonks. Unnecessary horniness. That's for you, pal. Hey, whatever, dude. No, but like, if this is the level of rated R they were thinking of going, what else have they done in this show that I'm just missing out on? Yeah, what, what hit the cuttering cutting room floor before? Yeah. What were some of the ideas? What like what were some things where they were like, you know what, this is too far themselves? They thought that. I don't know. Because if they thought this was gonna be okay to put in, I mean, yikes. <sighs> Very uh, funny. Live action Beauty and the Beast prequel series has been greenlit. We're getting Luke Evans and Josh Gad returning in their roles of Gaston. So this is going to follow and, Gaston? Yeah. What is his name? What is Josh Gad's name in, in the movie? Um, Twink. No. Pretty no, much. I don't know. Um, um, Pierre? Pianis? LeFou. Yeah. LeFou is his name. Yeah. His name is Olaf. It's the only <laughs> thing I know him as. Yeah. Uh, so, the, I mean, I guess he could be interesting. I don't think you're going to get Emma Roberts back for this. No. It's a series. She's got way better shit to do, pal. Yeah, it's a pre- right? and it's a prequel. I don't think they're, you know, I think it's not going to be very... You don't want to hear the prequels of Belle? Of her maybe, just reading maybe, books it, constantly. It's just her and it's like an Oprah book club thing that she does <laughs> with the people in town. Although everybody just made fun of her for being a nerd. I don't know. Very weird. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, all Disney Plus series have been moved to Wednesday releases. So pretty much just fuck Trapdoor to hell, right? Yeah, now. yeah. way to go. Thanks, uh, thanks for fucking us, Disney Plus, you yeah, ass cucks. I don't fucking get it. We're your biggest... We're some of your biggest fans, and you're just like, you know what? We don't care about your podcast, and if, when you release, well, let's, when you record. We'll, we're going to keep doing this. Um, we'll see how well it works out for, for Loki, at least. Yeah, the problem is, uh, I, I mean, if we get a TV in here, which I want to get, then we can watch Thursday Night Footballs and record the podcast, and it's not an issue. Okay. That's one of the reasons we never did it on Thursday. Was because Thursday night football. I love Thursday. We gotta watch the games, right? Mm -hmm. So if we get a TV moved in here and maybe work some stuff out, we record and watch the game and 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 do it on Thursdays. If it becomes an issue for Loki, yeah, and and that's that might be a thing we can do. I mean, we moved days before too. And and this is of course like they're saying all Disney Plus series 
we only do we've only what have we what have we done? We've done Loki, WandaVision, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Marvel stuff, and then Mandalorian. Mandalorian was on Fridays too. But what like we know WandaVision it was a limited series. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a limited series. I'm sure Loki's is Loki's probably also going to be a limited limited series. Like I just wonder what's what's coming out that really needs to be other than Mandalorian, but we have time for that because it's not coming out until what twenty twenty three, right? I twenty twenty two. I don't understand. I don't understand the marketing period of moving it to Wednesdays. It's only because Loki became its most uh, most watched series premiere on Wednesday. But does that does that have to do more that everybody I think it's likes more the, Marvel? I think it's more the product. Yeah, I think that's the product. And, really, and after seeing the success of WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, people are like, okay, we're buying into these yeah, TV shows. Yeah. More people are going to watch. Now we want to watch it appointment style, especially with WandaVision. Uh, yeah. WandaVision, WandaVision was really like, you got to watch it appointment style. You got to be thought, on it. I thought Friday was perfect. It, you know, you watch a Friday night, bef- you know, it goes into the weekend. You you have, well, it gives a clear breakdown, too, of when can spoilers, when can out. you start talking about it? Yeah. But I guess maybe they want people to talk about it on Saturday because, of, you know, that two-day two grace period of spoilers, yeah. they want the weekend for people to talk about it. I don't understand. I don't do marketing. So no, I, I don't know. For me, it doesn't seem like the right move. It feels like you need to get people the weekend to watch it, but I don't know. I'm with you. That's what, That was it. I figured we leave the Disney stuff right into... I do want to talk be real quick. Uh, Avengers Campus is open. Avengers Campus at is Disney, open. Disneyland. Have yeah. you been seeing some of the, oh, I've some seen of the a, stuff? I've seen a whole lot looks of it. looks really fucking cool, man. It looks cool. Three hours to get into the park doesn't doesn't look as fun. Or to get well, into did the you area. see the huge lines? They it's go, three hours to get into the area? To get into that area. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know about it. So why don't you walk... Because it seems like you've seen more than I have. Oh, yeah. I watch a lot of So why don't you walk through some of the stuff? Because I know... Basically, all I know is that there's a Spider-Man show. There is a Spider-Man ride. Yes. And and, and then Pim's Pim's Kitchen. I've seen a bunch of Pim's Kitchen Pim's Kitchen. They have the uh, shawarma little hut thing. And then they have Doctor Strange Sanctuary, which is like their show that they kind of do there. Okay. Um... The Spider-Man ride is a uh, is like uh, Rise of the Resistance, where you don't wait in line for the ride. It's a virtual queue. Okay. So you could get that, you know, early. That can get you into the area on the ride, and then I think you could stay in the area afterwards. Okay. But if not, if you're just planning on going in, you don't have a virtual queue yet or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's like a three hour wait to get in. No way. So it's that, and it people talk about it's, it. it, does, it th- is that because it's limited capacity? Limited stuff? capacity and, okay. and all that stuff, which Disney did just open up. No more social distancing and and uh, no more masks for vaccinated guests and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I seen a video yesterday of people. Of, of you seen that huge line outside of Disneyland because of the no more masks for vaccinated people. Mm-hmm. It's just. So apparently, was what Laura told me today is that the line was so big outside of the park because people thought that if they had tickets now that they didn't have to have reservations. Yeah, you anymore. still need reservations. They still they're need still, a reservation. They're still doing the reservation. The I, I believe through the end of the year. Yeah. So I don't know what all those idiots were doing and like 
How long were those morons just sitting outside the park till you figure out like, hey, we can't? Hey, do we nothing. can't go in. Yeah, yeah. No, it's re- but yeah, three hours. So they 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 cut you off at the beginning of the park and they wrap you around. I've seen people going all the way down towards, uh, Goofy Sky Sky School. So all the way. So it down uh, the Avengers side. Avengers Campus is before Cars Land. So it's right before where if for there's an you, entrance up main there. So there's an yeah there's an entrance up I, the main road. I was road. thinking about the back way towards Guardians. There's that there's that entrance over there too, which is also you know. Sorry for anybody who doesn't go to the parks and it's yeah. just listening to this. This probably is not good for you to listen to. Like, but if you know the enjoy, parks, but, if you know the parks, you're like, oh, I yeah. fucking know exactly. What so you're there's another about. entrance before Cars. Yes. Oh, where the Tree of Life used to where be. Where the Tree of Life, yes. Yeah, because the Tree of Life. Had and a little entrance you to the into, left that goes yes. to the back side where Hollywood Bugs is, life. and then the other side around the back where the car's entrance is. Yes, that used to bring you to where the uh, the rest of the Bugs Life ride is. Yes, got it. Wait, there's wait. So there's three entrances. Does yeah. one directly leak into the back side of cars? I think there's the one that goes through the back side of cars where the uh, Luigi rides and stuff is. Okay, yeah, I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah, so. They I, they take you from from there. They wrap you all the way down where Goofy Sky School is, wrap you back up towards like Paradise Pier, and kind of just like you maneuver all throughout that area. Wow. Yeah, they, it, I've seen lines That's, of it. it. It's fucking ridiculous. I I don't understand. Yeah. Just I mean, and from so there's the Spider Man ride, which I don't know. Have you heard much about it? Mm-mm. So it's basically like a Toy Story Mania type ride interactive and stuff like that except for they now have like add-ons you could buy outside you can buy like a glove and stuff that actually enhance oh. supposed to enhance your ride experience well, what the fuck you think we're gonna do I mean, <laughs> they have they have it to where you could shoot i guess you shoot regular webs just normally with your hands or whatever it's like an interactive thing they have an adapter to where you could shoot electric electric webs or like iron spider costume. Or, you could upgrade to an Iron Man hand, and I you could shoot it. repulsors. I don't want it. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I don't want it. Uh, the Spider Man, they do like you said, they have the Spider Man show where it's, uh, it's like right over his ride where they have an actor who is like climbing on the walls and but stuff like that. But that's just at like times where everybody who's in the area. Yeah, can you watch, could see right? it. You could see it, and yeah. then they have a animatronic Spider Man that actually like shoots up like i think it's like 20 Super or 30 heavy feet. on spider-man very heavy spider-man you, area there's for, a reason for that for an avengers campus you know there's a reason for yeah, that spider-man brings, brings in, in the, the fucking money he'll bring in Kids the money love and stuff. spider-man yeah, yeah this is in my land no this they, is not me <laughs> they have a hundred dollar sandwich in that pim's part that's that the chicken sandwich right it's no no, no it's a was it a, a meatball sub or something like that? Oh, that, the one with the huge meatball. Yeah. It, well, it feeds like five people. No, there's one that... I th- oh, fuck, I forget what it is. Because there's the huge meatball thing, there's the, the really big chicken sandwich, and there's one more... I know there's one that's like huge and it feeds like ten people. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. But all the food is all wacky and yeah. cool and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen the cues for the for the restaurant. It looks awesome. Yeah. It looks, it looks like a lot of fun. Hopefully by... You know me, I'm all about the souvs, dog. Yeah. Souvenirs, pal. Yeah. Well, did you see the uh, the gauntlet cup hand? Did I ever? Of course. Did I ever? I keep seeing it. I'm like, I'm gonna get it. Ouch. I'm gonna fucking. I'm just Please. gonna walk around with with 
anything in my I'm hand. My fucking gauntlet. <laughs> I'm gonna walk around the park all day with this son of a bitch. That'd be fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. So that's that was Avengers Campus. Yeah. There we go. Disneyland talk. Yes. Going in October. I'm going at the end of September. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't. <laughs> all right. Now let's do it. Let's do the Loki talk. Loki talk. All right. This is a. This is the synopsis off of Wikipedia, so if it's a little all over the place, don't blame me, blame Wikipedia. Uh, Loki is arrested by the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, when he creates a new timeline after escaping from the Battle of New York with a Tesseract in 2012, which is what we saw in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it was a double callback because it's a throwback to Avengers Endgame. Which is a throwback to Avengers. to Avengers. (laughs) Yes, which we got to see Matthew Barry again in his ginormous forehead. Matthew Barry. The TVA resets the timeline and the variant, Loki, stands trial in front of Judge Ravona Renslayer at the TVA's headquarters for crimes against the sacred timeline. Uh, Loki blames the Avengers for creating the situation of traveling back in time. Renslayer says the actions were meant to happen, unlike Loki's escape. Agent Mobius M. Mobius intercedes and takes Loki to the Time Theater to review his past misdeeds and question his history of hurting people. He reveals that Loki, in his intended future, inadvertently causes the death of his adopted mother, Frigga. Which which, we know happens. uh, From Thor the Dark World. Ugh. Loki attempts to escape, but gives up after realizing that the TVA's power exceeds that of Infinity Stones. We see Infinity Stones in the desks they use them as, what they say, as paperweights. Yeah, yeah, very funny scene. Uh, He then returns to the Time Theater, watches more future events, including his own death at the hands of Thanos. Mm -hmm. And a very emotional, I thought that scene was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, And then after seeing this, he agrees to help Mobius hunt another Loki variant who has killed several TVA agents and stolen TVA technology. Um, Owen Wilson Mo- playing Mobius. Mobius, 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 Mobius. Full name. Uh, well, do you understand the reference there? Mobius is the same uh, thing that Tony Stark found in Endgame that helps him loop it so they can be able to do time travel. Mobius is a reference to a repeating sequence. Oh. Mobius itself is a repeating sequence. That's why he has no reference of time. He has no reference mm-hmm. of, of of anything. He, he His lifespan reacts over and over and over and over again where he does the same thing. That's why he kind of, while, while he's having this interaction with Loki and stuff like that, seems like he's kind of just letting Loki be, right? Yeah. <laughs> like... When Loki's questioning it and kind of withdrawn or even escapes, Mobius doesn't see, seem to be doing much to anything about it. Well, it's the whole TVA thing of like, you know, what's meant, what's happened is meant to happen. Well, what's happening is meant to happen. Yeah, he knows exactly what he needs to do. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I like, there's one scene, so they have a repeater, uh, a necklace. Uh, I don't know if that's what it's called, but it's a necklace that they put on him that can snap them out of time. So while Loki's there, and let's say he tries to come at uh, Mobius or whatever, Mobius snaps the button, brings him back. It's like a five-second rewind like back little, on yes. YouTube. Yeah. And then he can just be like, hey, you don't need to come at me. Mysteriously, during this, Mobius 
needs like while Loki's not being cooperative and blah 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 in the middle of a scene, Mobius just forgets to grab the thing where he's been cognizant cognizant of it the entire time mm-hmm. that he's with Loki, like watching his every move, seeing him be sneaky, he just forgets to leave I was, it there. I was on the same same wavelength of yeah. like he knows what he's doing. Because he knows that he needs to get Loki out of there. He knows he's gonna go to the to the uh, uh, the front desk clerks, the 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 groves of the front de- desk clear clerks and uh, yeah. people who work for the rest of the TVA agents, who because he's the weakest person, he can try and bribe out, and he knows he's gonna stumble upon all these Infinity Stones and all this stuff because he notices when he's there that the magical powers don't work, but he doesn't know to what extent until he sees those Infinity Stones there, he it doesn't snap him, yeah. and then he comes back. And then he really takes a true life at what, like, that scene when he's there watching the films of himself by himself. Yeah. Uh, like, there's nobody there, there's nobody else there to impress, right? Mobius isn't there. There's nobody else there to impress. He realizes that he's in a no spot to, to impress. He realizes that what's going to happen is going to happen. Like, it's a full, and that's why you said it's, a, it's such a hard scene to watch. Because we've seen Loki die. I mean, I don't know how many times you've watched the movie, but seen Loki many. a bunch of times. Too many times. So, like, seeing that, I, 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 and, you know, I'm the last one to say, I turn fucking Endgame off, or I, I turn Infinity War off as soon as the snap happens. Yeah. Like, that's how much I don't like watching everybody die. It makes makes me super uncomfortable. I mean, everybody, everybody gives me shit because I went to see Infinity War in theaters four times, and every single time I cried. Yeah, it, so it doesn't get necessarily easier. But the whole realization that he comes to in that moment is just it, it is what brings a lot to it too. Yeah. One of the things I thought was great um, was the uh, like I like how this whole the TVA is like all like weird eighties themed and they had that instructional video for what the TV is by the clock lady or whatever it was yeah Miss Miss Timekeeper. Uh, Miss Minutes? Miss Minutes. I think it's Miss Minutes. Miss yeah. Minutes. That was really fun. And, uh, like, so, because when you're, especially, so you're jumping into, we already see WandaVision. We get the idea there. We're jumping and jumping into this, this limited series that's supposed to help us understand um, what's going to be happening with Doctor Strange in the multiverse. So they have to do a bunch of exposition dump. Yeah. Normally, shit like that is, is kind of cheesy. And, and not cool, but because they do it in a fun little way, yeah. in an event where Loki's, like, interacting with the video and shit like this, in this, like, DMB-type scenario, makes it fun and entertaining. And, and not only fun and entertaining, is it also helps younger fans, because, you know, Marvel isn't just for us adults and, and for older people. What? What do you mean? Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> That's crazy. It's not just what? for us adults. That's crazy. But it helps, it helps younger younger fans of the show and of the... Of, Marvel understand exactly what's going to happen because this that's going to be Marvel's biggest struggle is getting getting kids to understand what's going to happen in the with when they open up this multiverse. Yeah, what was really cool too, right? Was um so the so the idea. So I mentioned the set of the TVA and this whole eighties kind of that's a really cool sets that they have there, and we've already seen the beginning of the one. And then, like, Loki goes to the desert where they capture him. It's just the desert. And then there's another scene later where the we find the variant Loki who's in another desert mm-hmm. just killing him with oil or whatever. But when Mobius is in, like, 1540 or something like that, 
he's in this church and they're exploring what you know whatever that scene was fantastic mm-hmm. and i like that like like he's a suited character in this early early time space uh and even though they didn't have much behind it you still got the 1500 feel they get it. a really good feel that church that they were in was cool yeah. love the dialogue where he's like hey stand down agent let me go talk to this little girl yeah. she's got gum like <laughs> yeah like where'd gum- you get that from and uh, like blue stained gum, so interesting. Um, uh, there's something to say on that too. But like then him going like, "Who did this?" and she points to a fucking devil, devil on the wall. stained glass on the wall. It was very interesting. It, it, it really sets the tone. Mephisto. Blue, blue <laughs> Mephisto. Blue stain. So I watched the Super Carlin Brothers, who did a a, a Loki uh, episode one kind breakdown. of. No, it wasn't a breakdown. It was a theory. Okay. About what's gonna happen. They say Lady Loki's gonna show up, but um, interesting was that they mentioned that uh, blue gum was what she had, and then the uh, f- the office, the front desk dude, clerk, who was getting uh, um, kind of threatened by Loki. He said something about turning me into a fish. Blue stain in the front pocket. Now. Could be just like, oh, he's a he's goofy, he or he's he's clumsy, fucking dork, mm-hmm. and he's got a blue stain. But Casey, that was the the guy's yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but could also be leading that he had something to do with it. Blue, blue. Mm-hmm. We we tend to kind of take things a little far on these and over-examine it, but but they also don't. It's also they also don't do things for no reason. Yeah, we we've, we've come to find out that they do things like this for a reason. So that could be something. Look out for it. I don't know. Anything else you got on this episode? No, I really, I really did. Tom Hiddleston's great. Tom Hiddleston did a great job. I like that they went back and they showed all like events from the past and and him having to deal with basically seeing his future and Tom Hiddleston just does such a fucking good job. End of. What would it say when is uh when it, the film was done? The 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 film of his life was in like a film canister. I thought end it's, of end of file. Yeah, I think it's at end of file. End of file on the last thing. Yeah, isn't that isn't that deep? It's tough. Real deep. And then I I I thought I was like, ooh, are they actually gonna show it? Because a lot of people, you know, speculated. Oh, did Loki actually die? On that ship, did he actually? You know, did did Thanos actually kill him? Was there some? That pretty much confirmed it right there that yeah. that that timeline Loki died. Yeah, no, for in sure. that moment. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, I'm excited for episode. That's two, episode though. one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be really excited. We're really excited already for episode two. But let's switch gears a little bit. Yep, we're gonna review 1972's Last House on the Left. This is also, by the way, an unrated cut. The unrated cut is the one that's on Hulu. Yes. Uh, this is the di- directorial debut of one Wes Craven. Uh, teenagers, Mary and Phyllis. Mary played by Sandra Cassell. Phyllis played by Lucy Grantham. Head to the city for a concert, then afterward go looking for drugs. Instead, they find a gang of escaped convicts who subject them to a night of torture and rape. The gang then kills the girls in the woods, not realizing they're near Mary's house. When they pose as salesmen and are taken in by Mary's mother, Cindy Carr and Father 
Gaylord St. James. It doesn't take the parents long to figure out their identities and plot revenge. Um, also stars David Hess as Krug, the main uh, villain. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Lincoln. Fred Lincoln as Fred, uh, Fred Weasel in the movie. Yep. Mark Scheffler as Junior. And uh, Jeremy Rain as Sadie. Yep. Um, so this is Wes Craven's first directorial debut. Him and uh, Sean Cunningham, who is a, a producer... Uh, worked in porn together before this. So, first time into major motion pictures. Um, it's a very, very influential film in the horror genre, and we'll get into some of that in a little bit. The scores here are 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 68% on Metacritic. Um, I, I like this movie. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that some of the things hold up very well. Yeah. One of the things is is tone in some of the scenes, and um, it has to do with kind of... So, there's times where this movie's tone is really, really gut-wrenching, mm-hmm. and it's hard to watch at times, right? Yes. Very much so. And there's times where it's just like, we're missing the mark here. Now, it could be, you know, like, the sheriff scenes, the scenes with all the sheriff, are like, like so... Uh, the Buf- they're like Buford T. Justice yeah. from fucking Dukes of Hazzard. That yeah. was Dukes of Hazzard, right? I believe so. Or was that um? That wasn't. Or was uh, that Smokey and the Bandit? No, That's Smokey and the Bandit. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like that is. You gonna double check me? I'm gonna double check you just to make sure. Yeah. So yeah, like, that's Smokey. That was Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Like it's like goofy sheriff shit that explains like how everything kind of gets away. And there's times where the parents are by themselves, uh, the first night. That are just like tone deaf as well. Mm-hmm. It's it is strange and it's off putting. Now I get the idea of trying to make things feel kind of normal and maybe at nineteen seventy two times it, it worked a little bit. Maybe, uh, but but also other... on the other side, while those easy tones worked in seventy two, the hard tones that are set in some of the other things did not work back then and yeah. actually caused a bunch of stir. But they play now. Yeah. Right. Oh well, yeah, uh, they play a little bit better. The only thing I could say about those those softer tones is they were probably trying to play it a little bit counterbalance counterbalance act to to have the really light tones with like you said with the sheriff and them and then the parents and then you, we get the real gut wrenching shit. No, it's to try and my even thing is it. there's a difference between light tones and goofy. But then again, like I said, it could be just time difference. Yeah, could yeah. Ju- be just time. Um. So, let, I'll give a little more of an in-depth thing. So, Krug, Sadie, Weasel, and Junior. Um, Krug and, and Weasel are out on jail, out of jail. Uh, they escaped thanks to Sadie and Junior, right? That's, her name is Sadie, right? That was the actress's name, I thought. No. No, no, that's her actual that's Yeah, her that's name. her yeah, name. Okay, yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to double check. Um, Junior <clears throat> is Krug's son. Mm-hmm. Who's addicted to heroin as a Nine control years. device, yeah. um, and then Sadie is just, I guess, maybe Krug's girlfriend or whatever. She's like their accomplice as well. She helps him get out. I, th- These... I think they were they were trying to imply that everybody did stuff with Sadie. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, 
Mary and Phyllis go into town. Phyllis, it, Mary's is very sweet, and it's a girl about to turn uh, 17, I believe. Uh, kind of homegrown, in with the times, whatever. But Phyllis is like more street smart. Well, street smart. We'll, we can deny that later. More, more street savvy than Mary takes her out to the show. But, you know, runs into the wrong guy. They run into Junior and has to buy drugs off of him just because he's standing on the street. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, not a not a not normal thing for kids to do, for teenagers to do in the 70s. I was going to say, it seems 70s. like a 60s, 70s thing. Yeah, it's not a normal, I mean, like hitchhiking, all kinds of weird yeah. stuff. That, that, that's a normal stuff for them to do. Well, they just went to the wrong house. And these people, um, this is, I, I, I appreciate because there's a whole apartment scene that's a little bit building where they start to abuse Phyllis mostly. Mary's just standing there. And Mary in the back was terrible acting. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, the, the acting was not very good. And especially well, the... From who? Because I felt like all the criminals. The criminals were were good. Were nailing it. They yeah they did they well, did. Well, there's most most of the experience there. Yeah. I mean, David Hess is probably one of the most experienced. Uh, Weasel, the Fred Fred, Fred Lincoln, Lincoln was a porn star before. Wow. So it's not like he had never done nothing. He actually helped a lot with the, dire- a... with the directing and lighting and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and uh, I thought I thought they yeah. did I thought they did well, but like you were saying, Mary and Phyllis just were. Phyllis did good in her scenes. Uh, Mary was there. Just wasn't a lot. There wasn't but a there, lot. But there, it's also this is low budget. We can look at it with all starter horror movies, right? Yeah. You have to kind of take that apart because the the directors are doing what they can with what they got, mm-hmm. and the the fact is that it now actors have more more wherewithal to watch different films and and maybe have classes or work on. A, back then, it was just like, oh, you're kind of pretty. Move to Hollywood, see what you can get. Yep. Right. So she was kind of off, but it was still intense. I appreciate it because in the remake they did like it was a like a lot in the in the early scene in the hotels or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't felt like it built right built right there. It builds attention in this one. Then you just kind of jump to morning. The parents are looking for them. <clears throat> the sheriffs are out being fucking goofs, not really doing shit. Uh, parents are worried or whatever. They go. They're gonna take these girls. So they dump. Cheryl and Mary into the in the trunk and they head up north. They're just abducting them. They're going to take them to, I think, kind of just be sex slaves for as long as they're willing to cooperate. Yep. I think at this time they break down on the country road and this is where this is where I say the, the, the best chunk of the movie is. In the worst way possible the best chunk of the movie happens yeah. after this. The, the most, the most um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say scary, but the most T- terrifying, gut- the I would most say terrifying, gut wrenching, yeah, like the 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 most chill you to your bones yes. stuff. I mean, the really thrilling stuff is here. Um, they break down. I mean, <clears throat> literally right out down the street, right outside where the mailbox is, where Mary lives. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And while and it's even more insane. This is where it gets goofy. So they break down and they're like, oh, we can't fix it. Blah blah blah. They just like, all right, well, let's just go into the woods down here. We're going to fuck around. You know, whatever. The sheriffs come out of fucking Mary's house, and they're just like, oh, it's a broke-down car? Oh, well. well. Oh, well, we'll just leave. Yeah. 
whatever. Again, the goofy, the goofy shit from these sheriffs. It is, and it wasn't even like my tone is <clears throat> way turned down from what theirs is. It's absolutely ridiculous how like jovial they are being. Yeah. When somebody's daughter is missing, and I get, and this is the thing, we can go back to it with true stories of uh, kids, honestly, at seventeen and eighteen. Hopping on the highway and, and and hitchhiking a ride to yep. wherever and no no not having contact with their parents. So I mean it's a subject of the time. I hate to rag on it for that. <sighs> Down in the woods is it gets really really intense. Uh, it starts with kind of, and it's just, it's such a fucked up thing to say like light sexual harassment. And physical abuse from the criminals to the girls again. But compared to what happens later on, you're yeah. not wrong about and what then, you're saying. And then honestly, it just keeps building yeah. and building and building yep. until it results in murder. Um, I don't. I don't need to get into that too much because it's just at that point, it's just pointing out very, very vulgar stuff. Yeah. Um, if if you have the stomach to watch it, go out. You sh- you know. Watch the movie, see it, see it for yourself. I do want to note that this chunk of time here, if you if you're big horror fans like like us, this chunk of time here is so important to the genre. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first times that we see like a extremely vivid rape scene mm-hmm. um, in the woods, the the murder and the torture uh, with a kind of calm backing trap track is something that we see. In horror movies now, taking e- like weird tones to cool songs, we see Jordan. We see guys like Jordan, Jordan Peele, Peele do it. it, and I mean the list goes on and on. Um, on on this end of it, what what that stuff really did for it, and they had to push the limit on that, and that's where a lot of the um, controversy. controversy comes in. But we'll talk about that stuff at the end of it. Um, they kill both the girls. Well, <clears throat> Mary, they they injure in the water. I guess did she die? She she's dead. She died. They the parents found her the later. The parents the parents found her later. But and, she was already dead. Yeah, struck in with grief. They were like, "You could do something. You're a doctor." And he brings her back to the house. But I think it's pretty much confirmed she's dead. Yeah, because it, it was weird because in the remake she's I, alive. They she comes, made they made her alive. Yeah, because she comes back to be the the hero. She saves the day. What do you mean saves? The doesn't day? she? Doesn't she? No, the parents still take their Do revenge. The yeah, I haven't. Well, it's I, I remember. If I remember correctly, the the remake had her be. I thought al- she was still be yeah. alive though, and they just like put her in the room like rest. Hmm. I may be off. It's been a while since I watched the remake, but this one, she's dead. The parents find out after hosting them oh, because, of course, their car is still broke down, and the cops. I don't even want to talk about the cops. Yeah, we can stop talking. The about cop that. stuff is ridiculous. So. The car still broke down outside. The cops don't find out. Everybody knows what car they're looking for now. They realize it. Blah, 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 blah. Um, And they're staying there. The meth head fucking uh, junior freaks out. Then Mary's mom finds the necklace that Mary had on her. Then Then they find Mary's dead body. Then they plan their thing to take their revenge. Which, not as gruesome... Um, as li- like the stuff in the remake, but like the wife bites Weasel's dick off and kills him. 
Then she fucking slits Sadie's throat. Yeah. And meanwhile, the uh, uh, Mary's uh, dad uh, cuts up Krug with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Right after Krug convinces Junior to blow himself in the head with a with a gun. It's it's an event. It's great. Um, it's, and it wraps up a good movie. The cops show up at the end there. Whatever. It's what it is. Yeah. Um, the story is what it is. What it is. This movie relies. On the tension that's built in all these issues, right? We kind of pass through it, and, it, and it's super, super basic when you think about it, right? Kidnap, assault, murder, redemption. Very simple, but the the tools... What I like about this movie most is you're seeing Wes Craven's style build. Yeah. One. You're seeing him come into his own here. Uh, you're also seeing a... a a uh, push in the genre that has not been there since, because up to this time, only stuff that had stuff that had only been this, I would say, um, vicious um, in in the horror, the more horror side of this, was coming from like Dario Argento style uh, Italian slashers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which we could talk about one day if we would so like to. Um, this really jumps the start. To that, and then along with vengeance killings, girl with, um, girl with a dragon tattoo, or um, uh, a woman walks alone at night, and all this, like all this stuff, kind of be, becomes a thing. Uh, the normalcy of which they bring some of these, like, murder scenes and rape and all that stuff was amazing. Dude, would you like to talk about some of the, some of the um. Uh, what's the word? The Tyler, help me out. Dude. I don't know what you're trying to. You know me. what I'm trying to say. I, I said we talk about it later. Uh, oh, fucking god! I don't know why you, you get. Even listen why, to me talk. Why do you get mad at me when you forgot because what you I'm were going to say? Because I'm literally talking, and you're just sitting there listening. Can't well, you I'm also trying. I'm, I'm also trying to like look up stuff that comes up into my head because you said this was, you know. One of the first times showing rape. A, controversy. A, Do you want to talk about some of the controversy? We could we could talk about it because I am wondering because Deliverance came out a month before this. Deliverance is which movie? Deliverance is the John Voight, uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh, with the dudes getting raped. with the dudes getting raped, yeah. which was the first yeah. first time that that that's really yeah. talked about in movies. So those two mo- movies coming back. Back to back in in two months, that's crazy. But I think that that had to, yeah, that it was kind of torture. Yeah, both of them pushed the genre for sure. Yeah. I mean that with that kind of stuff. I didn't know that Deliverance came out before. So I, I I thought so. I, that's what I was looking up as you were talking. I was trying to figure out when the fuck Deliverance came out, when yeah. exactly this came out. Um. Yeah. So when this movie came out in theaters, like one of the big promos that they ran was, "It's just a movie. It's just a movie. It's just a." Saying that over and over in the trailer was wild, man. Um, and then it opens up with saying, based on true events. Yeah. Which, I mean... Sure, it's happened. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's not uh, like this is derived from an exact story or anything Sandra like that. Cassell, the actress who played Mary, did not continue a career after this movie due to... Uh, and, and, this is, and this is one of the rough things to say. David Hess... Fred Lincoln and Mark uh, Schreiler, or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, Scheffler. The yeah, the three main dude villains uh, 
went very method on it and, I was gonna and s- took things really too far and sort of abused her, you know, which created some of the, I mean, the best performances in the movie, but uh, scared her away from acting. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, from acting. Uh, I There's stuff about, like, Wes Craven, a lot of people not watching this movie until years and years after it came out and kind of distancing from it. Um, movie theaters, n- not just... Not just distributors, but movie theaters themselves were making their own cuts of this movie, cutting out their own scenes and stuff that they didn't want to show. Um, people who who saw unedited versions of it in theaters were rushing the theater uh, the projector rooms trying to get the movie. Like people, really and, and I'm stuff. reading it right now. They're saying people were trying to steal the steal it to destroy, to destroy it. Ask, it yeah. Asking movie theaters to to uh, destroy it. Yeah, that's... really insane stuff. So, uh, I mean, what what do you give it? This movie landed at a 66 for me. Yeah, yeah, it just no. it, it like you said just didn't really hold up as well. You know, you get you you get the beautiful or not beautiful, but you get you see Wes Craven's style coming into his own here. Yeah. But yeah, they're just yeah, just a, I, I a, gave a tough a, movie to get through. I gave it a sixty-four. Okay. It's really tough. It like even for us as horror movies, and we're gonna do a, we're gonna do like a top five here in a minute of of scenes that are hard to watch. This movie is definitely hard to watch. Yes. For sure, and and it's not. You know, it's not anything that's super artistic or super great. No. Um, it does everything well. It, it's just, it's, you know, it's early budget horror movies. Yes. You know, people had issues with Texas Chainsaw. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is on a different level. But, like, I don't think that move that movie doesn't take, you know, things if it doesn't see it here. You can see nods to this. I, I watched a video of just the times that this movie was not a do by different gonna, I was directors say. and stuff. I'm sure a lot of people have made references and made nods to this movie. Yeah, and one of the things of why I picked it was I was we're going camping, so I was looking for movies that happen in the woods. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so I'm gonna rank Tyler in the woods. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, just when she, when he's, when when David Hess is down there carving shit into Mary. Yeah. Oh God, and the fucking and Junior's up on the top, just like meth freaking out. It's like this is what's happening in those trailers on Biggie. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is what's <laughs> happening with uh, what's his name. I can't even remember his fucking name. I do. Jay. I do think that this movie doesn't work as well without the simplicity of the plot, right? Yeah, because if you if you try to if you try to do more, like this movie's only what an hour twenty. If you try to try to put more in hour thirty one. If you try to put more in and you try to to enhance the and really like. Spend a lot of time on the plot. It it takes away from the, from the goriness and kind of the scary like the scariness of like you said in the seventies. This was a normal thing of people just going up to somebody well, and asking for drugs on the street. That scares the shit out the of the randomness and the in the uh, in the kind of everydayness. To yeah. which is you know if you start to throw hints and this weird stuff in there, it starts to become too. Like, just having it basic of, like, just two girls are out. They're just having fun. There's no, like, hints to weird shit. Like, we kind of know, like, there's there's little stuff here and there, but not really big. And, like, and I you like, see that a lot with good horror I like, movies. Like, um, 
like they're riding in the car, right? They're riding in the car, and the radio's playing on some news thing, and they're yeah. talking about criminals that are that are escaping. Yeah, uh, oh, that, or that have, have escaped, escaped. That are about these guys. They're on the and run. And then one changes the station, and she's like, "I wanted to listen to that. Let me go back." Yeah, and it's just like that, like. How many of you out there actually look at those Amber Alerts on your phone? Yeah. I know mine are turned off. We treat that shit like nothing. But how easily can we do we have that shit disappear that could affect somebody we know? Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the weird dual, like... Duality of it. Like, if they would have listened to that full thing and said that there's this great escape criminals in New York City, like, how different would they have acted that night? Yep. Like, that small chain of events sets up the whole entire movie. And I get, this is a movie, but, you know, a, but it can relate to real life, right? Absolutely. Just doing something like that. Interesting. Very interesting. 64 for me. 66. 66 for you. Um, we're going to do do a, a little... A little ranking? A more rough ranking here. Um, not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. We're going to do just, like, a quick top... Top five. I'm not going to do a graphic on it because I feel like it would be kind of hard to do. Um, I have about ten or so on here. So, uh, it's... <sighs> Hardest scenes to watch. Give me movies, TV. I mean, I didn't really think about much TV because odds are, like, unless it's just sad, it's not going to really hit play, Yeah. you know. Why don't you start it off? It doesn't really matter if we take each other's stuff. All right. I'm gonna start it off. Number five, right? Let's see. You gotta go backwards because we're not we're not drafting here. We're just gonna rank them. Okay. okay. We're gonna we're gonna do five. Yeah. All right. Because I have I have more, but you only have six. I have yeah I I have yeah six. Okay. All right. Uh, number five for me is gonna be the terrifier, the girl being split in half. Oh man, I forgot about terrifier. Yeah. Ter- I mean a lot of a lot of creepy shit coming out of terrifier yeah but that one that one sat with me with him you know he cuts the girl in half the thing is and then he also he also came in to that scene wearing somebody else's face and hair like it was just wild like art the clown it's not it's with art the clown it's it's not so much just what he's doing with with the and that's you know that's that could be played off as oh that's kind of like fake practical effects it's his act that dude's acting in that clown costume it's just oh my god it's so hard like it's it's a top it's five performance very fucking creepy to watch i really yeah. love that we talk we don't we talk enough about that shit yeah. especially during halloween time how much do we talk about art the clown art the clown and all hallows eve okay let's see yeah. what we got here so i want to do that you know what just really Right now, well, I'll do number five. Okay. I'm just going to do the last just, house on the left stuff. Okay. The stuff we just talked about. Mainly the, the scene where from right where right where they go down into the woods and yeah. they start the abuse. Um, all the scenes that take place in the woods between the criminals and the two girls. Through the uh, end of the uh, movie? Ju- no, just until, just until she's shot. Okay. I, th- I, se- I separate that from the end of the movie. Okay. Because... When she sh- when when Mary shot, it kind of it it breathes 
it's almost like you want her to get shot. Don't take this because because you want this to end. Yeah, because it's a you, release from. You, you it's know a way out. She's not gonna get out yeah. at this point. Yeah. The, uh, that yeah. that was her out. Yeah, it was it was so crazy. It's such a crazy thing, and just it it boils and boils where it's kind of uneasy to watch. And then when that rape happens, when she gets raped, it's just yeah. Oh, it's it's definitely turnaround stuff yeah. for sure. Uh, my number four, I'm gonna go with. This one's not stomach turning, but it's more of a sad scene to watch. Cause I, I not only, I, I didn't just go with horror. I went just. I kinda, got different stuff on here. Yeah. All right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, Schindler's List, the I could have saved more scene. That's that's uh, that's a tough, tough scene yeah. to get through every time. Yeah. Just you know the the thought of like. This man went out and I, I think he saved, what, 200 Jews or something like that? A bunch. He saved a, a lot of Jews from Remember going to... Remember that scene to... at the end when they were all in the they all come into that reunion? He shows up to mm-hmm. that meeting and then he doesn't realize it's all the people he saved? Yeah. Um, saved about, I think it was around 200 from going to Auschwitz. And his first thought was, I could have saved more. That's just, that's, that's, that's humanity right there. Yeah. Um... My number four, my number four, let me try and work this out because I think this needs to be two. So I just need to play three and four. Oopsies. My my bad. I'm trying to, because I know what needs to be one and two. I need to figure out which one needs to be three and four here. Yeah. That's just my issue. Um, all right. I'll play that. I'll go with that number three and then I'll go with. Number four there. Okay, number four is Infinity War after the snap. Everything after the snap. uh, There's a lot of other good stuff, but I don't, I I turn the movie off. Yeah, that's, I mean. There's no other honor than that. I I can watch it and I've gotten through it. It's just I don't want to cry at 2 p.m. when I'm alone, you know? Yeah, no, it's tough. And like, there is such a trigger for me with that movie. And it's every time with Spider-Man. When Spider-Man goes away. It's like, you're doing okay, and then he says, I don't feel I don't so feel good, so Mr. Good. Stark. And I it, just got chills right now. And Look it, at my arm. I got I, chills right now. I felt it rush <laughs> over me. And you know what's funny? Is like you just said, like just talking about it. I don't even have to be watch. I don't have to sit through. I'm starting the, to get a little. I don't have to sit through the two and a half hours of the fir- of that movie to, to up until that point to feel that. Like, I'll just watch a clip of it. Yeah, it's bad. And, it, and it'll just be like... It's bad, dude. It's bad. Yeah. I don't like it. No, it's tough. Number, yeah, that's why it's got to be number four on here. Uh, number three for me is from the Human Centipede 2, and it's the baby scene. <laughs> oh, my God. That's tough, dude. Oh, my God. I mean, a, uh, there you could, you could he, go back... She just gas pedals that baby you, after giving birth. Oh, my you God. You could go back to any three of those movies, or all three of those movies, and you could pin a point of spot. No, the third one sucks. Three. Never watched it. Uh, but, I could not even get through the But beginning. you can go back, and you can pinpoint any scene and go, that's fucking gross. Or, like, I can't, I, I don't want to watch this shit. But that part, like, the entire number two was gross. I mean, the, the number dude... Two. The number dude's was, fucking psychiatrist wanted to fuck him. That was I was gonna say. You remember that? I wanna fuck that little. <laughs> I wanna fat fuck boy. that little fat boy. Like yeah. that. Like that scene could have done it, but the fact that there was a pregnant woman who was able to get out, gave birth. Not only did she give birth 
in the car. As she's getting into the car, as not, she's yeah. not even realizing it, trying to get away, and then trying to get away, gas and then, pedal onto the yeah, ba- the... baby pops out, head sitting on the gas pedal, and she's like, "I gotta get the fuck out of here." Yeah, bam, Ama- like that's that was ugh, ugh. That's amazing. Yeah, that's fucking yeah, that is a great pick. Um, uh, my number three. So my number three is uh, the scene during Wind River where where they're in the trailer. Because the whole movie, we, we kind of are not privy to what happened that is night with Wind the R- woman. Wind River is Jeremy Renner. Correct? Jeremy Renner. Okay. And, um, I was thinking Mystic River for who's, a second. Who's the, who's the Punisher in the series? John Bernthal? Yeah. John Bernthal is in a uh, in a supposed relationship with uh, one of the native girls, and yes. they're working on the oil refinery or whatever the hell. What is it? Do you remember what it was? It's a. I think it's an oil refinery. Was it like an oil thing? Mm-hmm. Um, they're in bed alone, and um, and we already know she's dead, so we know something happens, yeah. and all the rest of the workers come in hammered. One dude just keeps us, you know. Uh, uh, like harassing him, and it builds where John Bernthal's trying to fight back, and she's trying to fight back, and they're fighting all these big guys who are drunk, mm-hmm. and it ends up leading to a, a, a terrifying rape scene. Like she gets out, but then you know that she just froze to death out there. Yeah, and like it's 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 very it's a very hard scene to watch. It's very real because like the movie states like this, you know, this and, happens. And documentaries on... have talked about how how often. Stuff like that happens in the uh, Native American community, and Native Indian on community. reservations it's, and it's, stuff like it's, that. It's so, and it's it gets me just talking about it. And yeah. the scene is really, really brutal. True. Number three. Very, very true. Number three. Yeah. All right. Number two for me is the Toy Story three incinerator scene. <laughs> That's a tough act to follow after your Wind River one, but yeah, I, but, mean, I mean, we went from like Infinity War, to <laughs> we're all Wind over the River place, to you know, to Wind River rape of Indian girl to now toys dying. But I it's mean, all good. but but Toy Story th- like, we didn't know what the fuck was gonna happen. We didn't know there was gonna be a fourth movie. They're in this incinerator. They're all embracing each other. We're like, this could be the last time we see this group of toys that we've all grown up with and love and just. Yeah, just every time I see any anytime I see that red red light, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Uh, my number two here is from the movie Seed. Now, uh, there's a couple different scenes which I can pull from this. One being a one I talk about all the time with the hammer on the old lady. I fucking completely forgot about Seed. But Shit. but the but the scene that gets me to turn around every single time is it starts with they have. They, they found his first crime scene when he's first caught. And they're going through tapes that he has in his dungeon. And it starts with insects dying in this in this underground cage. It goes to rodents dying mm-hmm. in this underground thing. Then I forget what the next small animal was. But it just keeps... And it's just a time lapse of them starving to death. Then it goes to a, a dog. I was going to say when the dog like, gets and there. And the dog gets there and you're like... This is too much. And they're like, then this is the fucking Johnson family pet, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and watching the dog is enough. Yeah. Then there's a fucking baby in it. And it's like, oh my God. It just keeps getting and, worse. And, and like, and, and they worse. keep showing the fucking, the cops watching it and yeah. just losing their mind. I'm very uneasy talking about it. Right. Yeah. 
It's and just then, it's just that go, feeling then, of like you watch the baby, then you watch the baby Tyler, and then it goes to a fucking woman. Yeah. Oh you just sit God, there and you go, just... it can't keep going, right? And it's so it can't keep going, long. right? I think it's like the first 15 minutes of the movie. Like, first 15, 20 minutes. Oh my God, it's so long. It's just, like, it shows you right there. This is what this movie is. Fucking strap in, buddy. One of the most, yeah, that's, that's one of the most, like, uh, sickening openings to a movie of all oh, time. Oh God, yeah. Her just right. to talk about. Tied for number one. And number one! At number one, Green Lantern CGI scenes. <laughs> okay, all, all right. of them. Alright, you had to throw one bit I in there. I had to throw the bit in there. Yeah. But also tied with it is the Deliverance scene. The, Have you actually watched that movie? I've seen that movie like four or five times. I've never seen it. I keep telling... I know, because every time... I'm like, have you even seen Deliverance? You're like, I, I haven't been able to see it. I'm like, yeah. you gotta watch it. Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's like you talked about wanting to watch a, a camping movie, an outdoors movie, just something that could happen. Just the, the surprise attack of them being, you know, pinned down in the woods by these guys and then being forced to watch your buddy get raped and the noises the guy makes when he's doing it like uh, well, that's what, that's, that's what always brings me up yeah it's it's when, we, when we watch dazed and confused and obanion does a squeal like, like a, a pig, pig. Yeah. that was from deliverance and it's yeah. just a, it's just bone chilling hearing the squeals and maybe i can get to it tomorrow yeah it's we'll i i i absolutely watch love it that saturday movie. night before we leave for our trip there you go number one number one now, Willard. I think, I think that, yeah, it is Willard. Which is funny because I saw Willard's the, on HBO Max and I was like, I've never one, seen the it. Remake? I don't know. Chris, I got, is it Crispin Glover? I didn't I didn't really look that. I just saw that it was on uh, Willard, HBO Max. Willard, and you can get through most of the movie if you're a, but I, I have no problems with rats. Exclusively, it's even still terrifying. No, the end is terrifying. When the rats turn on Willard, and they attack him. It is what what made me afraid in the first place, and it's terrifying, and I don't even want to think about it. It's absolutely disgusting. Oh God! Oh my God! It's a, the 1971 original is on HBO okay. Max. Yeah. yeah. Which I, one did you watch? The Crispin Glover Crispin one. Crispin Glover. Yeah, we nice. watched it when it came out. It's like fair to new. Yeah. Um, no, no, thank you. No thanks, pal. The only other honorable mention I had was the entire Turning movie. Just because that movie was Which just... Which one was The Turning? That was the one with uh, Finn Wolfhard. We went and saw that one in theaters. That's the one where they play that trick on their... No, 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 no. This is the one where these... Oh! When the, the babies... 18 different horror movies in one and none of them work. And none of them work, yeah. yeah. Um, Saw 2, The Razor Box. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Saw traps can be in this and there'll be... I'll talk about a hostile thing later too. A lot of those could be in this uneasy for like gory stuff, but I think the simplicity of the razor box and just like how nonchalantly she sticks her hands in and then, you know, she's hanging there and you know, she's just digging into her wrist and that feeling because everybody's had that feeling of getting cut on a razor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, so you can imagine that that's, that's very uneasy to watch. Um, Misery. Um, the sledge, I, I thought about the sledgehammer sledge scene. scene. Um, too fast, too furious. <laughs> what? 
What are you laughing at? <laughs> Just Too Fast, Too Furious was not something I expected <laughs> Well, to there's hear. a scene in Too Fast, Too Furious where they're trying to snuff out if somebody's a rat, and they, they in a club, they take two big fucking fat rats, and they sit them on this dude's stomach, and they put a bowl over the rats on his stomach, and they heat the bowl. So you're getting burned by the bowl, yeah. and the rats are overheating, so they... They, they claw their way through your body. They did the same thing in... 90... No, what's remember, the... Remember that... Uh, Sinister 2. Remember that Thousand Ways to Die? Yeah. Was that a scene in Sinister 2? That was two? a scene in Sinister 2. was two. a scene in Sinister 2. Yeah. God damn, I should have put that on the list. That Weren't that Sinister 2 scene down too as well? Yes. Um, I, put, I don't know. Did they use rats? I think they used rats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hardball. G-Baby. G-Baby's death. G-Baby dies. Yeah, that's yeah. that's always a tough like, one. Like, it's just, you know it's coming, and you, you know the shots, and then they just, they're not panning to G-Baby. And, and it's not like They're you... not panning to G-Baby, <laughs> and then they just look down at him. Uh, yeah, and it's not like, in, looking, and it's not like Infinity War, right where you can just, like, shut it off and shield yourself yeah, from you it, because you, you need the redemption from them winning the game for G-Baby. The fucking cucumbas, man. You need that redemption. You like, need it. Yeah. Um, Hostile 2. Uh, one of my favorite scenes all to hostiles. talk about. Well, all <laughs> Every hostiles, scene from Hostile. All hostiles could work, but the bloodbath scene in particular. I, that was one that stuck in my head. Because the creepiness, it's always stuck in my head. Creepiness of the lady who runs a thing just with a big scythe? Seath, yeah. What is the what is the? That's what the yeah. It's a carries seath. around. Yeah. Uh, just Sorry. and just talk. some this poor young woman <clears throat> carried in by like a pig thing, uh, and just sit, subject to being sliced open slowly until she finally slices her throat and lets all the blade blood run down on her naked body, um, and then finally, um, an American crime. Oh yeah, the glass bottle scene. Ugh. Oh god, and and you don't get to see a ton of it because it goes. It, it's the implication I, of what but, was but done. I, but I still I still think it adds to it because you go back and forth from because this girl died because of the care. I don't know if you ever seen it. It's a true story too. Mm-hmm. We met. I think we talked about it a bunch in our uh, worst mother's draft. Yeah. So bring it all back around. Uh, you know. Little sister is explaining what happened to the daughter, the older daughter who ended up dying, uh, about a, a scene, a, a thing where she was forced to shove a coke bottle up into her, you know, vagina, and it broke in there. Mm-hmm. And I, and you don't see a lot of it, but you do get the back and forth of the little girl explaining it on the stand, mm-hmm. but you know, being questioned about it, and that I think also adds to the effect of that scene. Um, so sorry to really bring you down here. I know that's, supposed- a, that's a hell of a way to end an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the know, most depressing yeah. ending. Hey, you know episode. what? Miss us for two weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go out there and watch every single scene we talked about and and react to it. You know, do it. Do it. Try not to cry or. or, I, or I, for, a, for a for a minute, I kind of I also wanted to be like I wanted to like call you and them. be like. Do you know how to make those reaction videos where we can put it on YouTube of us reacting to them with oh. the scene in the fucking little corner? I don't know how to do any. If anybody knows how to do any of that stuff, we w- we would Jeez. love the help. Does uh, she know how to do that stuff? I, 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 that's the only person 
who like in my head is like tech savvy enough to know how to do that. Yeah, but like even I, I've asked him questions sometimes, and he's like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, in my head, he's like, like he's about, the tech guy. Uh, about like producing and podcasts and what kind of you know yeah. or, or streaming and stuff like that. What I should be. Yeah, he's got he got yeah. no idea. So well, maybe he's a YouTube. We need, I mean, he went to school for so he's got to know. He went to school for journalism. Yeah, I guess, but like every <laughs> journalism guy, like sports media guy, he did sports media stuff too, right? I think so. I don't know. They like they need those guys to help them make their stuff right. I don't know. If anybody out there does know how to do that stuff, you know, I like, might think about paying you. You might think about it. Yeah, but that would be some things we got to talk about. Maybe he'll pay in kisses on the cheek. But we want to grow. Warm embraces. We want to grow. Otherwise, I'll just quit, dude. I'm tired of it. <laughs> tired of just talking about depressing yeah. things. <laughs> Don't say it. I'll quit with you, dog. We'll... <laughs> Dude, you want to you want to quit and then come back together? <laughs> Only in in thirty seven years, we do a thirty seven year layoff. Then we come back. Thirty seven. I don't know why it's thirty seven. Uh, I just didn't want to say like a basic like twenty five. Well, or... I was gonna say we do a we do a podcast every seven years. Why every seven? Oh, 27 years. Sorry, twenty seven. Perfect. That's that's the perfect. You know number. where that comes from? That's down. it. That's when it comes oh, that, back. That is an right it every twenty-seven years. We just do a podcast every seven days. <laughs> uh, also, too, if you want, I mean, when we when we post this, uh, when we post this podcast, if you want to, you can say what movies, what movie scenes are hard to watch for you. Yeah. I mean that would be fun to. I would love to hear. What, it was a really <laughs> depressing day. I was. I was trying to remember all the things that haunt me. I had to do it this morning. I was like, I. I'm gonna get this out of my way early. Let's just you know start our day off in a bad mood. And, and you can see by my list, I didn't just stop at five. No, I was really. I I really when you when you bases. said it and I was like I hope to God this is a draft because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and come up with ten things <laughs> and really like I'm gonna have to really dive into my psyche and, and really bugging. really pull some shit out yeah and, and that's just not a hole I want to go down oh yeah for sure this is a it was something all right uh, but that's gonna be it for us remember uh, next week no go on us. We should have a really jam-packed episode when we come back. From yeah, camping. we'll have a lot of stuff to cover. I we believe. should have multiple movies that I was we gonna can s- review. I was going to say, I know Space Jam comes out at some point. July. Soon. Is it July? I thought it was... No, Johnny Roca thought it was this... Today. It thought it was today. It was God damn it, not. Johnny Roca. Because I was on... I was on I, that's I, where I was getting me from. The, he texted me this morning and he was like, Dude, I thought Space Jam came out today. I messed up. And I go... You were just saying it so confidently that I was just letting I was with him. I was with him. He got me. I was like, oh shit. Well, he Space was like, I was hoping you would do the podcast on Thursday this week. That way you can review Space Jam. And I'm like, even if so, it wouldn't work because they don't come out till Thursday night. Yeah. So it's not Space Jam, but there are movies that are going to be out. Hold there. on. Hold on. Wait a second. What? We're back. Our next episode won't be till the 30th, right? Uh, I have to do a quick... Check, calendar check. I think so. I'm looking at the calendar right now. I believe yeah, it's the 30th. Yeah. Fast 9 comes out the 25th. Yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely have Fast week. 9. I believe Hitman's Bodyguard comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. Hitman's, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard comes yeah. out. Well, that should be two fun movies to review. That'll be, yeah, those those will be good. We'll have two. We'll have, what you, you want to just lock it in? 
Yeah, lock might, that in? Might as well. Those two movies we'll be reviewing, we'll be reviewing episodes two and three of Loki. Um, I'm sure we'll have tons of baseball to talk about. Um, anything else for them? Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. I know you guys are going to miss our sweet voices next week. Hit but... the hit. Oh, I want you guys next week while we're gone out in the woods. I want you guys to hit the Facebook, hit the Twitter, and just share some of your favorite moments from the podcast so you can enjoy with the other two people who listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically just talking to like Hardy's going to share something, maybe, Nicole, maybe. maybe. Well, Nicole's can't be with us, so. Shit. Well, Nicole <laughs> will just say it to us. <laughs> yeah. Nicole it. will just tell us straight up yeah. and we'll post it for her. Oh, I can't wait to, to for her to talk to us about all this shit. That we just, you really had to do just shit that's hard to watch. Yeah. No shit. We talked about rape for about thirty minutes here. This is a this is a tough podcast. But you know it, what? Should I just call this the rape episode. This is. I was, Why would you do that? Because I was just about to say. I think this is the first time we've covered a topic like that, to where I don't feel like we would get canceled. We were like really sensitive on the topic, and then you come out and you go, "Should I just call this the rape episode?" <laughs> I couldn't just let. I couldn't be let it let it be. No, oh. I'm probably just going to call this, like, where is she? Or, I think where is already, it? I think we've already done where is she. I don't know. Bat, 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 I'll figure out some kind of way I mean, to fit saw, Batman uh, into... You saw that video of, of Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Kaling, ka, Catalingus? <laughs> there we go. There it is. There it right. is. Just Wait, you it. just, look at that. The, the people never get a look inside on how we come up with the titles. Most of the time, it's just whatever's funny that we thought of. <laughs> yeah, whenever I sit down and I go, oh, I gotta come up with a title. Well, what, what is something that <laughs> what was, was, what made was me funny. laugh today? Yeah. <laughs> what, what was funny that we really laughed about? Oh, man. It's good. It feels good. This is a great episode. Tyler, great job today. Thank you. I'm really happy with your work today. Uh, great. Now I'm, now I'm getting review. I'm getting product or I'm getting work reviews over here. Does that mean I'm, does that mean I'm on track for a raise or something? You guys yeah. pay me for this shit? Hey, hey, hey. We're not having those talks. I said if somebody wants to do videos and shit for us, we can have that talk. They get the pay. We yeah. don't get no pay. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you know the socials. Uh, like us on Facebook, Trapdoor Pod. Follow us on Twitter, at Trapdoor Pod. And then email us trapdoorpod at yahoo.com. Nobody buy anything from Amazon for the next week and a half. Or actually, buy everything now. And then when I come back from camping, stop buying from Amazon. Cancel Amazon. Bye!